Steven. Uh, I want to tell you about a confluence of events that happened this weekend. Um, okay. I don't know how it like popped in my brain, um, but I, I <laughs> for whatever reason, I was driving around town and I just got pissed off at the idea of Sierra Mist existing. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Because uh-huh. back in the day, back sure. when we were children, there was mm-hmm. Sprite and there was Slice. These were uh, competitive lemon lime sodas. Uh, uh, Sprite from Coca-Cola and then Slice was from Pepsi, I believe. And uh, at a certain point, they changed Slice to Sierra Mist. And I thought, hmm. ah, this name sucks. It's never going to catch on. First of all, if you're going to call it Sierra Mist, it's like a place and then like some type of water particulate is involved. Hmm. That makes me think of Mountain Dew. It's like an off-brand Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it should be like whatever that is. Right. Uh, like nuclear. I would have uh, considered them the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. it's not. It's like a clunky titled lemon lime soda that no one is, is happy about. Mm-hmm. Like... If you want a clear beverage, like a lemon lime beverage, you're going to ask for a Sprite. And then if somebody's like, is Sierra Mist okay? You say, absolutely not. And you grab mm-hmm. your right. You grab your tuxedo jacket, mm-hmm. your spats, your cane, your top hat, and you leave that Pizza Hut. <laughs> Never to return. Right. But, uh, so I was just thinking about this uh, two days ago. I was like, Sierra Mist is so fucking clunky. I, I don't know anyone who likes this. Later mm-hmm. that very day, I went to the grocery store. I was walking through there. I came across this new lemon lime soda called Starry. Starry? It's called Starry. Okay. As a uh, yellow and green label. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very <clears throat> nicely designed. I, I thought it, it really caught my eye. I've got a bottle here. Oh, okay, I bought this yeah. before the record today. I think that's cleaning solution, Brent. Hey, hey. Don't kink shame me, you know. <laughs> Do you ever walk through those like the cleaning aisle uh, of your your grocery store and see that like Fantastico or whatever? And you're like, oh, I bet that tastes good, you know? It's yeah. The one that always comes to my mind is uh, Fabuloso. Oh, okay. Have I got it wrong. Fabuloso is like um, it looks like it's like purple. Oh yes. Oh my god, it looks right. so good. It's yeah. a really good cleaner. We used to get it specially at my restaurants because it cleaned better than like the actual like commercial shit we could buy. Mm-hmm. But it looks like like here's a four pack with different flavors and it looks like a, a fruit drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, different flavors. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like American Coca-Cola versus Mexican Coke and the difference mm-hmm. is they use real sugar. That's like right. fabuloso. You're going to get actual like cane sugar <laughs> yeah. in that bitch, you know, to clean stuff. It helps clean, man. Absolutely. But uh, come to find out Pepsi mm. uh, quietly discontinued Sierra Mist, and really? then they started putting out Starry. So this is a PepsiCo product. Is that is it Sierra Mist though? I don't know. I, is I, it I, like I, a rebrand? Kind of, but I hear that this has a uh, a stronger lemon lime flavor to okay. it. So, so I wanted to try that on the show here. Please, um, here let me crack this bad boy open. In the past, what we've we've done soda chat and we've opened up bottles or whatever. Uh, Pepsi hasn't had a good track record of That's desirable true. opening noises, right. you know? Mostly it's just like, um, it's like a sad queef, kind of. Right. Um, but let's, Pepsi let's, is the sad queef of the soda world, I feel. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it's in the Bible. They say right. it. Yeah. <laughs> let's try this one. Again, no, it's, it's just, just there's never enough a of a punch, you know? 
Get a swig right going Let's there. Let's see. Actually, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah? I can yeah. see it in your face. Has, you actually like that. It has a, a more lemon-limey flavor, I think. Then, like, yeah. Uh, kind of like Coca-Cola. Uh, with Sprite, I know by sense of memory what that tastes like, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't have that with Pepsi. I didn't have it with Sierra Mist. Right. Uh, but this is uh, this is good. I'd get this again. Again, I love the, the labeling mm-hmm. on it. I think Starry is a much better name. I think uh, it's a better name. I don't know that I love it, though. Starry, I, I feel like I want something else. Like when I hear Starry, I, I hear Starry Night. Like my, my brain completes that, like the painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, again, I don't know if they're going with like mountains, dew, starry, night. I don't know. Like what, what's, the, what's the purpose of the Starry? Hmm. Yeah. What does it mean? I don't mean? know. Does it have what? a star anise in it? Star anus? <laughs> yeah. Chocolate starfish? <laughs> Wait, what is this? Star anise. It's like a, it's a, I don't know. It's like an herb or a. Hell yeah, dude. You know? Hell yeah, dude. I'm with you, dude. Yeah. That looks like a star, but I, I, that'd be weird for me. But uh, also, I was going to say, when you mentioned Slice, I was like, I was like, Slice is orange. What are you talking about? I, I don't remember ever seeing actual Slice. I had to look it up when you mentioned it. I, had a, I only remember like orange Slice for the, for the drinks. Um and that really kind of threw me off as well. So that they really missed. I missed the whole slice boat. Oh, I feel. my God. Yeah. And I knew about Sierra Mist. I thought that was still a thing, though. Um, I, I never really get it. I, I just mm-hmm. I don't even it's like one of those things in the world. I just, you know, kind of gloss over when I see it. Mm-hmm. And now I, I won't have to. It won't exist. Like this is very new. I've, I've heard people talk about this on the radio a couple of times since. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's a thing I just like saw at the grocery store. Right. Um, and I was going to get a Sierra Middle, Sierra Middle, uh, Sierra Mist bottle uh, to like taste test between the oh, two, yeah. but it's gone. Can't find it's, them. Wow. It's been disappeared. Wow. You know? The government wonder... doesn't want you to know. <laughs> Here's a, a Fox website that says Starry hits different. That's a kid's thing to say, right? Do you think it hits different? Uh, yeah. Is that? Sure. <laughs> I was trying to think of another like young kid thing to say. It like bet. Is it good? Bet. Well, I don't think that's how how you use that. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how to. <laughs> like I bet it's good. Yeah. Right? I bet a hundred dollars. It's probably okay. I think it would be like, I'm going to the grocery store to snag me a starry, and then the other person would be like, bet. Bet. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what I was like, doing. Both voices. I just didn't change yeah. my voice. You're right. Yeah. Bet. That's what I was doing too. Yeah. Man, well, you really cracked that wide open. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. That's. I. I really wouldn't have paid attention. Um. I'm not much of a a lemon lime drinker. Uh, a sprite no. hits. Hits Different? pretty good. <laughs> sometimes. Okay. I'm with you. A sprite hits pretty good sometimes. Uh. I, I'm more of like a ginger ale kind of guy now. If I do anything kind of lighter sodas. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, but it's all about Coke for me. It's either yeah. powder or lemon <laughs> yeah. lime, fruit beverages. You got it. So, man, interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, I'm glad thing. that you liked it. You know, we don't really like a lot of Pepsi stuff, but um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I do like to know whenever soda, new sodas are in the world. And I'm glad that we can bring that to the to the, to the masses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad that there's less of an eyesore of packaging if i'm being honest because that sierra Mist packaging enough. was this is not bullshit it's not good yeah you do yeah. not like that no. i agree with that man well that's a that's soda chat for today brent's gonna mm-hmm. keep drinking on that you might hear that around you're never gonna hear it open again because even the uh the beginning of opening the fool 
mm-hmm. sealed soda wasn't wasn't that impressive. That's that's <laughs> their problem. I, I talked to a man about this the other day. We were talking about fart cans on uh, on cars. You know, fart can like on the exhaust. What they call it? Fart cans. Uh, uh, the exhaust of like. Um, you know, like Fast and Furious type of cars, but they have like oh, a really yeah. big exhaust and it's like, mm-hmm. and it sounds like a fart. Um, some people call them fart cans. Uh, and she was like, I don't know. I've never understood like why that's appealing. And I was like, I don't know. Like car guys like are all about different sounds, whatever. And I was like, specifically, I know because I'm a, I'm a Mustang guy. If, if, if any kind of car, uh, the Ford Mustang is my, my jam. And I knew that uh, I heard a few years ago. It's so specific. People want the sound of the, the throaty muscle car, the, the V8 engine that they've they've gotten so fuel efficient they literally can't make that sound so they computerize a fake sound now what? in mustangs to make it like they it's not like it's like completely fake but they like they tune it with computers to make mm-hmm. it sound throatier and like it should wow essentially and like i was basically like if they if we get to uh, an eventuality of and a future of, of all like electric cars we'll still have that around because people want to hear them mm-hmm. i feel like the Ford guys who are doing that kind of computer, you know, computerized sound logistics need to get together with the Pepsi people and be like, we need to <laughs> we need to fix your sounds. Yeah. They don't sound good. You we go to like, it doesn't sound like appealing. You know, you open up the the bottle of Pepsi. Goes, <laughs> exactly. They can do that now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just saying that, like, that. there's something there. If they mm-hmm. want to, if they want a better product, I think that there's some some tweaks to be done. When you, know? you said fart can, I was picturing like a 16 ounce can of soda <laughs> that you open it up and it has like a fart noise, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was like. Imagining. Like silly string, kind of like uh, in a can, but it'd be like, oh, oh yeah, you, you're drinking farts, yeah, kind of like <laughs> that. <laughs> Hi, sharks. <laughs> if you're like me. You've let go uh, an SBD or two. That's silent but deadly. Deadly, right? I see you laughing, Mark Cuban. Anyway, have you ever wanted to like rip a noise and impress your friends, but you just couldn't? Introducing the fart can. I feel like it's a product you and I would both buy mm-hmm. yeah. and promote. Um, yeah, 100%. And on that note, I did look up, right before we're getting into it, I did look up fart can to try to, to, try to prove my point that that was a real thing. It is a real thing. You mm-hmm. can find uh, DIY fart can tutorials online. Uh, but I also stumbled upon this, uh, <laughs> this medical grade underwear on, <laughs> on Amazon <laughs> called Toodles. Toodles? <laughs> Toodles. And it has uh, uh, fart filtering charcoal. So um, <laughs> that's a thing you can get. <laughs> Oh my god. Like of all the different types of charcoal, you know? No, this is what now this is what you want to use if you're trying to filter out a fart, you know? Man, we've been all over the place today and I'm having a great time. So uh, oh let's just god. get into this. We're doing it. I'm Steven. <laughs> I'm Brent. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Woo! Wow. Um I gotta say, first off, um, <laughs> if you think this beginning was really good, definitely stay for the outtakes. If you didn't like it, you're probably turning it off now and don't stay for the outtakes. Yes. Things get weird uh-huh. uh, up in there. But mm-hmm. um, I wanted to start us off today with uh, a little news, uh, a little uh, heartwarming thing that I saw online and a lot of people did yeah. uh, of the uh, the Golden Globes were the other day. First off, 
I'm, a, I'm more of an Oscars guy, and even that I've kind of tapered off the last few years. I'm not as excited as I used to be about mm-hmm. it and, and everything. But uh, the Golden Globes never really did much for me. We found out the Golden Globes were were happening during the broadcast. We we literally didn't even know it was coming up. Did you know that? It was like on a Tuesday night. I didn't uh, know about it until today when I heard a podcast about it uh, from <laughs> a week go. ago. You know, so, so weird. Yeah. Um, they used to at least be like a big thing you would hear about, mm-hmm. um, whether you tuned in or not. But anyway, um, there was a lot of um, some, some good speeches and stuff that I did see from some people, some some good wins. But in particular, Ki Hui Kwan, who I uh, butchered his name a little bit. I was really worried about that. But um, he uh, of the Goonies and Temple of Doom fame mm-hmm. as a child actor, uh, all grown up, he was in Everything Everywhere All at Once, which a uh, movie we loved like most people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you and I had talked about it a little bit, but I think a lot of people were hoping it would get some like awards love or just, you know, it's it's been blowing up for the last year and I'm, I'm glad that it has. But he in particular, I was so shocked to see him. I haven't seen him in years and he blew everybody away, and I was so excited to see mm-hmm. the other day at the Golden Globes that he won for Best Supporting Actor. And uh, did you actually get to see his speech? I saw a clip of it online. I, I heard it, uh, but oh, okay. I haven't seen it, no. Well, it's just very sweet. Uh, if you've heard it, it's the same kind of thing, whatever. But he thanks Steven Spielberg. He was like, I, I'm always a big fan of thanking the people that got you started. And, and it was very sweet. I think Steven Spielberg has... Uh, a, a knack uh, and his casting directors and stuff has, has a knack for finding some of the, the best child talent ever. And uh, he was no exception. He was amazing. Uh, and the two movies that I, that I mentioned earlier and um, the fact that he mentioned, you know, a uh, think for that. And then Steven kind of does like a, that double fit, you know, not double fisted, double, double kiss, like, you know, Mwah, to you kind of thing. It was very sweet to see them kind of talk about that. And then the Daniels, the directors of uh, Everything Everywhere at Once, he thanked them as well for like taking a shot with him again after all these yeah. years. And then at the end, he thanked his wife. Um, he said, I, I, I wanted to do more. I didn't want my peak to be a child actor when it's like those two movies are amazing and he was amazing in them. But who wants to really like leave that all on the field there? You know, like you want to, you want to, you want to be able to come back and, and do more things. And, um, and he thanked his wife for being the only person that believed in him the whole time. And it was just extremely sweet. He seems mm-hmm. like a lovely human being and yeah. that movie was amazing. And it made me want to watch it way more. Like I, I want to watch it all the time anyway, but, mm-hmm. um, it made me want to watch it just to see him again. Like, it's just yeah. so sweet. And I hope that through this movie, he gets uh, so much more love and more movies cause he's amazing. So I knew that he was in that movie before I saw it recently, and I didn't. I I knew he was going to be in it as a supporting role. I didn't realize how much he would be in it. Right. But he's all over that fucking movie. Oh sure. So yeah, I thought it was fantastic, and it was so good to see him again. He was Data in the Goonies, and then uh, Short Round. Short Round. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Temple of Doom. Uh, yeah, Crystal Skull. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, it was it was delightful to see him, and he like kicked ass at that uh at that role and everything right. everywhere all, all at once and uh i guess he's gonna be in season two of loki from what i understand oh badass yeah so See, there I, you go i didn't know what else he's gonna be in that's me yeah it's it's delightful that uh such a a uh a delightful person is mm-hmm. getting a uh, another chance to uh to uh be on our televisions and 
on the big screen and whatnot. Absolutely, so, man. Yeah. Just just wanted to mention that because it was so sweet to see him. Um, I just I really like. I know not everybody's into award shows. So like um, a lot of people online are just like it's it's just like Hollywood people just jerking each other off essentially. You know, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know why you wouldn't tune into that. Obviously, absolutely, yeah, right. Um, but uh, I I always find it uh, a lot of the speeches can be very sweet and especially for people like like him who you know thought he kind of had his shot and that was it and then now he's come back and blowing everybody away again so it's just very sweet mm-hmm. um so next but thing is real quick steven mm, on the oh, topic yeah. of an acceptance speech would you would you go all in on your acceptance speech i'm gonna number one i'm gonna thank god <laughs> yeah number one because he's my number one i'm, I'm his <laughs> yeah no number two's up in this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? I've been shitting years, there? and it's all been uphill. <laughs> what do you mean? Would I go all out though? Like, would like, I just keep thanking everybody? Yeah. Uh, like, I, would you? Would you be sincere about it? Would you try to be funny? Mm. Uh, would you just? What, what would be your approach? Do you think? That's a good question. I feel like um, I would. Oh, I, I would want to be sincere and funny. Mm-hmm. I would feel very nervous. And I would hope that I would have something prepared, but I also really like when people are like so nervous that they, they, they're like, I literally can't read the speech I wrote. I can't like do anything. And they just kind of go from the heart. I always really like it when people just speak from the heart. So I would, I would try to go that route. I'm also terrified that I would forget to thank my wife or somebody very important <laughs> to the project. And people do that, you know, yeah, they, they, yeah. they'll like say it afterwards in the interview. And they're like, Oh my God, I never thanked like whoever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would be terrified that I would forget someone that would be really important and then focus like on on Steven Spielberg and be like, you've never even met him. And I'd be like, I know, I just really like him. And anyway, and then just I like, wouldn't mention Amanda at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Would you uh, would you try to be funny? It's uh, tough being funny in that big of a crowd. I'd go up there and I would settle some fucking grudges. You know, oh God, uh, okay. I'd, I'd take shit back to like middle school. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, number one, you, listen, you motherfucker. <laughs> Who's up here now, bitch? You know? That would be amazing to see someone mm-hmm. go up there and just be like, uh, thanks, everybody, you know your names. Anyway, yeah. Daniel, seventh grade, kicked me in the shins. <laughs> Eighth grade. <laughs> Mrs. Krumabopple, didn't like her. <laughs> That'd be pretty amazing. Uh, I, I would love that. Yeah, settle some some grievances, you know? Right. And then uh, uh, just before I get uh, caned off of stage by the Sandman from... Uh, showtime at the right. Apollo. I uh, I try to plug my next appearance on the Razzies. You know, <laughs> of course you would show up to the Razzies. Of course, yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah. Uh, best main actor for Catwoman two. Now I'm a Catman. Meow, I'm a Catman. Meow, I'm a Catman. <laughs> <laughs> Still the same costume, you know. Right. Yeah, I got to work on my midriff, but you know, you're gonna look good in that though, Thank man. Thank you, I appreciate I it. I believe yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I've seen you lick your hands and then uh, wash your head a lot over the years, so I think you really got that going on. A lot of people don't realize it's the most ergonomic way to clean your head. Of course, of course. Yeah, obviously. I did see the other day, uh, again on the internets, um, a woman who, it seems sneaky to me, but she went, she she didn't trust that her boyfriend used soap in the shower, so <laughs> she she marked with like lipstick or something under the, the bar of soap and under the shampoo. And then he got out of the shower and she's like, hey, you done with your shower? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, let's go see. And she nope. moved everything and he didn't use it. And he was like, she was like, well, what did you use? And he's like, water. And she's like, what did you use to wash your ass? And he's like, water. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he's been doing that for years. Well, I, you know, honestly, if she didn't notice till now. 
I mean, mm-hmm. apparently she did, though. She definitely had her suspicions. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I sometimes it's okay with a rinse off, but if I'm at, like outside doing yard work or mm-hmm. if I sweat at all, yeah, I gotta, I gotta bring soap into the equation for sure. I only do the rinse off if I got somewhere to be. You know, I, I'm like, I, I just taken a quick. I already took a shower. I'm going to take one later. I just got to get yeah. like less gross for the moment. And I don't mm-hmm. have time. I, I know that sounds weird. The scenario that that would uh, portray. I don't know. But still, it happens every once in a while. But generally, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's you use soap because it's soap, man. Do you ever do that thing where um, you and Amanda are getting ready to go somewhere and you're in the shower while she's getting ready? Then you poke your head out of the shower. Hey, where's my shampoo? Do you ever do that? <laughs> I do it constantly because I have a, a whole plethora of shampoos. The problem is conditioners, though. Oh, I need course, a lot yeah. of bald conditioners. Of course, yeah. The hairs that I do have, I take very good care of. Introducing scalps. <laughs> it's thirty nine dollars a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Six ounces. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. They say you don't really notice a difference for a few years. I'm still working on those years, right. but I, mm-hmm. eventually, though, I think it's going to get real shiny up there. Of course. Yeah, it'll be which like soft to for. the touch, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I'm looking for, because a lot of people love to rub a bald head. People would be like, oh, it's as soft as a baby's butt. To which I say, why was that phrase invented? Why? I was going to say that, too, and I didn't want to say it because it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Like, why would somebody like if you were at like a, an R&D meeting? with right. a, a group of people at your company and uh somebody was like trying to figure out like oh as soft as uh, cotton on a spring day and like no nah, mm. i don't think so no, 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 no. uh what, what about uh as as soft as new fallen snow nah, we're not quite mm. there soft as a baby's bottom roger god damn it no why you do you keep bringing it? this up <laughs> That's the one we're going to oh, put on all God. our packaging. Oh, I boy. will say that a, a baby's bottom is soft, but it's also very poopy. I don't yeah. know why. You don't want to be down there. You don't want to associate anything with really with bottoms, I guess. No. I don't know. No. But babies, you know what's really as soft as a baby's bottom? A baby's head. A yeah. baby's head is also <laughs> soft. A baby's arm. Babies are just yeah. soft. They're yeah. chunky little soft things. That is what it is. Maybe it was one of those things where somebody was like, yeah, it's soft as a baby's cheeks. And they're like, oh, yeah, I get what yeah, you're talking it. about. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Like the original person was like, yeah, on their face. You know, you can pinch their cheeks on their, their little punums. Mm-hmm. And then the Roger was like, oh, yeah, like a baby's donk. Yeah, I got it. And you're like, no, I don't. And then it just took off, though. It like really wildfire. did. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, well, I had a few things before we get into our main topic today, which uh, is going to be a lot of fun. But I wanted to mention a few other things that I had uh, watched and one thing I read so uh, okay. uh first off briefly the mm. tomorrow war yesterday yeah. i wanted to watch uh, kind of a silly sci-fi movie i made it was asleep still i was eating breakfast and i was like i just want to put something on i hadn't seen that movie since my birthday when it came out in 2021 i think yeah. and uh and i loved it then i was very drunk at that that birthday as well but i thought it was this was great um it wasn't as great upon the rewatch i was afraid of that um i can't remember did you like that movie do you remember seeing uh, that movie? I thought it was okay. Uh, my right. main reason for wanting to watch it is because uh, Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys podcast is yes. one of the actors. He plays Callum. When he shows up, I was like, oh, great. And then Sam Richardson. Is that his yes. Name? Yeah. Isn't it? I was like, oh, my God, he's mm-hmm. great. There's a lot of good people in it. Um, I, I do have a little bit of a Chris, Chris Pratt backlash. He's just in so many things. He's mm-hmm. OK in this. Uh, the effects were better than I remembered. 
they were actually pretty good. The the creatures, mm-hmm. the the aliens are are pretty creepy. Uh, but then they, they called them the white spikes. And I remember just <laughs> yeah. being like so let down by that. Yeah. And then I heard again, like a marketing meeting, they were like, oh, we knew 100% it was going to be, they were going to be called the white spikes. So we designed mm-hmm. things about that. They could shoot spikes off their bodies. And I was like, man, why, why though? Mm-hmm. I don't get that. But, uh, it has some okay ideas. It also has some really dumb ideas. It was like a, a, a good mix uh, of <laughs> yeah. the dumb and the good. Um, yeah. like there's like, there's a kid in the beginning, uh, and, and his class, because Chris Pratt's like a biology teacher, and there's a kid who just wants to talk about ancient volcanoes, and you're like, oh, that's going to come up. And it comes up in a big, bad way later on. It was <laughs> yeah. so placed there. Yeah. It seemed incredibly silly. Uh, but then Sam Richardson loves that kid because he's like, oh, my God, you're like me when I was a kid, and you're in, mm-hmm. into science and stuff. And it was anytime you get to see him is amazing. He's so lovable. He just I just want to hug that dude Yeah, uh, like a teddy bear. And uh, talking about... Soft as a baby's bottom. Look at those cheeks. Oh, you know? my God. Yeah, squeeze that looks, ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, just shake that donk. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just want to mention that real quick. Um, it, it's okay. Uh, I watched a movie this morning that mm. you had mentioned. I can't remember what you had thought about it, but I also wanted to watch another dumb movie this morning uh, that I wasn't looking totally for uh, into, but it sounded like okay. So I watched Old, the uh, <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movie. Um, remind me your thoughts about that before i mentioned mine uh it was a movie that is available to watch yes okay yep. perfect mm-hmm. it has a 50 percent in rotten tomatoes this is from rotten tomatoes this is like uh their their little synopsis at the top which i really like those usually old has no shortage of uh, interesting ideas and writer director and night Shyamalan's uneven execution will intrigue or annoy viewers with little middle ground between. I feel exactly like that. I was so annoyed <laughs> by this movie. It yeah. felt like it could have been a really good Black Mirror, like 45-minute, hour-long episode. Uh, yeah. It's not even that long of a movie, but I, I checked my watch, like, so many times, and I was like, I still have a fucking hour. You bought a watch? <sighs> I said that and I knew I shouldn't have. No, I did not buy a watch. I checked the movie time and I was like, God, it's it's okay. It had some cool like the ending. I don't want to spoil anything, but when they reveal kind of what's going on, I was intrigued. I liked the concept again in kind of a black mirror sort of way. Uh, It has some weird concepts. Uh, Rufus Sewell is in it. Um, I hadn't seen him in a while, so it was nice to see him. I didn't even recognize him at first. I had to hear his voice to kind of get in my head it has has some good people in it gil garcia bernal is in it um but he's also just okay i feel like the acting was kind of okay they would do these things this is the the thing that drove me crazy though they would do these things where they would like have people in a circle and the camera would just they'd be talking and the camera would just go off center and just let the person just drift off frame and you would just be staring at trees for a long time or the sand or the sky and then it would go in a circle or it would just like it wouldn't keep people in frame in a weird way. It just kept like, it's like the camera was floating constantly. And I didn't understand the, like why it didn't make any sense. It didn't like narratively. It makes no sense. Uh, and I just was like, so annoyed by it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I was, and Amanda, I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, it's a Demont Shyamalan movie. And she was like, well, you know, he hasn't have like a great track record. He had a few good ones and whatever. And I was like, no, but he had like a resurgence. I just haven't seen them. And I was excited for his resurgence. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, is this what they are, though? Yeah. Is this am I going to get more of this? So I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by his other movies. He has a new uh, Dave Bautista movie um, called Knock of the Cabin, I think, coming out like a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I, Dave Bautista's great. So I'm excited for that uh, enough, you know. But uh, yeah, it didn't. This one did not work for me, man. It was weird. It, I was annoyed by a good chunk of it. But then part of me was like, I, I like the concept of the story. It's based on a 
like a French graphic novel. I right. Think. I wanted to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't pulled the trigger on that one yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is something that like I like the idea of the premise. I don't right. know if that I like most of the movie. It just seemed like, OK, let's just get through this so I can say I right. watch it and then talk about it on the podcast. But um, the the thing that annoyed me the most is that there's a rapper in the movie and his <laughs> rap name is Midsize Sedan. Yeah. Nobody, no actual rapper would name them. Something. It'd be like Bugatti or something like that. It'd have to be some like wildly expensive uh-huh. car. Nobody's going to be like, yo, what up? I'm Ford Fiesta. <laughs> I like at one point someone, they don't know him. Only like one girl knows he's a rapper named Midsize mm-hmm. Sedan. And later on, there's like a whole thing. They're like accusing him of some stuff. And he's in the, and he gets like stabbed or whatever. Like uh, something happens to him. And he's like, they're like, what's your name, man? And he's like, Midsize Sedan. And I was, <laughs> I was expecting him to be like, all right, it's really Paul. But yeah. like, I go by this. But he literally, he stuck to the, he stuck to his guns. He was like, that's who I am. Yeah. And only later kind of revealed more about himself to that girl. But I was like, in this moment of heated conversations and, and really confusing plot lines, you don't need to stick with the fact that you're named Midside Sedan. Super weird. Yeah. Uh, a lot of weird choices in it, basically. I just didn't understand. Um, also, it's one of those movies that I've noticed this a few times lately, and I don't understand it. The concept is enough. The concept of you go to a beach and you you rapidly age, your children age before your eyes, they become adults. Mm-hmm. That is enough. Uh, for some reason, ev- almost every character had to be a complete fucking asshole or douchebag. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, it, it makes it so annoying to watch them. And I was like, there's no reason for it, though. There's nothing that happens because of that. They just are that way. And mm-hmm. there's like a vapid girl, you know, taking Instagram shots of herself. And then there's like her her like racist husband doctor. And I was like, the racism kind of comes into play in the plot. So I can get behind that. For, for the character. Wait, wait, hold on. For the character. For the ca- as a choice to be annoying. Ugh. Ugh. Um, but but the other ones are just like, their choices to be an asshole have no bearing on the plot. And if they would just have been nice, it still is that high concept. It doesn't need anything. Um, right. There's a lot more drama with the people. And I was like, you're not fleshing out characters. You're just making annoying people to watch. Yeah. And the story is what got me here. Like, just go with the story. I don't know. Uh, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, for sure. So I, I definitely do not recommend that. I, 50% is okay as a rating for me as well, though, because it was intriguing enough, like you said, and the the ending worked out enough that I was, like, okay with it. Yeah. But to get to that point was a slog. It really was. Yeah, I there were... aged, for sure. <laughs> you, you could know? feel yourself aging. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there were a few things uh, sprinkled throughout the movie. Kind of like with uh, the Tom- Tomorrow War, where that uh, kid at the beginning talks about volcanoes. You, you right. felt that that was going to come into play right. later on. Uh, when the kid at the beginning of old starts asking everyone like what their occupation is or whatever, Ugh. I was like, oh, this is going to be... I think I going forward so yeah. hard during that. Yeah. Plus his mom, I, I'm, I don't, I don't really harp on this anymore. His mom, uh, curates museums, mm-hmm. like, uh, exhibits in museums. She brings up that fact over and over again as like mm-hmm. that. She has knowledge about things. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That is not, no, you don't have knowledge about <laughs> why rust makes people like get sick. Or why, what, how much a body decays over time. Like, that has nothing to do with your job. Yeah. It was so weird, the choices they made. Yeah. Then there's little things like the kids. Like, I I rolled my eyes really. Plus, they go up to every person on the beach to ask them what their name is and what their occupation is. And I was like, if I'm on the beach and a fucking kid came up to me, I'm like, get out of here. 
Go, <laughs> go to this old beach and get old, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, get out of my face. Everybody's cool about it, but not me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, don't watch old. <laughs> watch The Sixth Sense again. Way better. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I got to I got to see this movie. I heard I heard the the twist like the weekend That's what's that it came out and right. uh, it was it was spoiled for me it, immediately. It really it, it pissed me off. When you don't know it, it really mm. it really does pack a punch. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things that's really hard. Like we were, you and I were talking about Friday the 13th and it's like that twist with with the mom and stuff is so known. Yeah. That it's just like you can't even get away from it now, mm-hmm. you know. Jason Voorhees is a mother. And <laughs> He enjoys knitting. <laughs> Sorry, she enjoys knitting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, what do you got? Uh, so I've got one thing that I want to discuss, which... Okay. Uh, okay. So a, a few episodes ago, I had discussed Shin Godzilla, the, right. uh, uh, the reinterpretation from 2016 of Godzilla as uh, co-written and co-directed by Hideaki Anno, who was the creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, which is an anime series that I watched a while back. Uh, he evidently was um, given the the rights or the, the ability to do with Godzilla what he did with a couple of other properties. And mm-hmm. his second one came out uh, earlier this week uh, here okay. in the States, but it was like one of those Fathom events type things so it's just like for one night only it came out so uh me and my friend ross went to go see shin ultraman so cool i don't believe they're set in the same universe uh but there's a little bit of like crossover like one of the the bureaucracy guys from the godzilla movie shows up in this one but that's Mm -hmm. about it um but uh i really don't have a whole lot of knowledge of ultraman as a character i just know that he's like silver and red and it has like a guppy face or something like that <laughs> his face looks weird it's, okay. it's, a, it's a weird character design <clears throat> but um you know it's it's like a precursor to the power rangers so i have oh, respect yeah. for it on that level you know but uh i you know i was excited to go see the movie because like his projects are so wildly specific so character mm-hmm. driven and the way he sets up shots is so interesting uh because it's like mundane but also you it's like you're they're in the room with these people as they're discussing these things, but kind of hidden away or whatever. I, I just like the the way that uh, his stuff is shot. And even though he didn't direct this, he was the uh, the guiding force behind it. Mm. And uh, I got to say, this is embarrassing because for whatever reason, when I was sitting there in the theater, I was so fucking tired. It was like seven o'clock. Oh, yeah. And I felt myself like dozing off a couple of times, which I fucking hate. Like I haven't right. done that since I was a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a really hard time staying awake. And not that that's not a reflection on the movie. I think the movie is like pretty good. But like I would I was really like struggling. Like I, I don't know what my deal was, but um, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. And especially since it was like a, a special event, you know. Um, but that said, I I enjoy the movie overall some of it was like hard to keep track of because i didn't understand who the characters were like i'm not real familiar with the lore of ultraman mm-hmm. and his enemies and whatnot so i wasn't sure if like wait who is this guy what's this villain about what's this but uh yeah uh i i watched this movie and i was tired during it back to you <laughs> <laughs> as a precursor to the uh the, the power rangers type of thing though did you like that like because i that's how i kind of look at it too whenever I see anything from that. Um, yeah, I mean, 
it, it's like this uh the silver guy who's uh, very tall um mm-hmm. who moves around in spandex and the the way it was shot it like back in the day back when it was like coming out in japan in the 70s or whatever mm-hmm. it was a guy in a suit and all the monsters were guys in suits kind of like the original godzilla um you know like the power rangers were but um in this it was they used cgi to make ultraman and the monsters but mm. they were cgi as if they were living things but it was like a mixture of like people in a costume hmm. but through the use of cgi it's kind of that's weird yeah but they wanted to hew close to the original concept but make it a little bit more updated like the the silver mm-hmm. on ultraman's costume was reflective but not so much so that it was reflecting off of itself and, mm-hmm. and causing issues um i don't know it was a little bit strange to see but yeah. uh yeah it was very CGI okay yeah yeah i thought it looked like it looked good, good at least okay yeah because that concept to me in my head i'm like how does it even work like how would that look good almost but yeah it, it, it sold it enough i guess uh enough yeah it's it's yeah. very different than what we would have here in the states you know mm-hmm. like i feel like like uh captain america from the the mcu like his costume looks good for film i don't necessarily want to see that costume in the comics mm. because it's like too too busy yeah and i i don't think the comics version of the costume with the the wings sticking <laughs> right. off the forehead <laughs> would look good in, in real life you know right. so uh, I, I think there's something to being able to adapt something, mm-hmm. but um, for this, it seems like they just essentially took the original design of a Japanese man and a, a leotard and just brought that into CG right and uh, move things around a bit. But uh, yeah, overall, it was like a, a fun movie. I definitely need to watch it again. My my dog is very upset. Uh, hold on, He's me... like, I didn't get to go to the theater. It was a fathom events, but not for dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're racist, obviously. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that was the, that was about boy. the only thing that I uh, I watched this week. Okay. I'm, I'm watching some uh, TV shows and whatnot, but I'm I've oh, not yeah, finished right. any of them, so uh, can't uh, can't really say too much on them yet. Gotcha, but gotcha, man. Get those finished. If can we pause for just a second? Yeah, yeah. This, we'll do some with him. He is freaking out. Holy oh, shit! Timestamp you there. Thank you. all right excellent yes all right um okay well i have two more things i wanted to mention uh i'll try to more i'll try to keep them uh, a little bit short um we'll see but um (laughs) it's hard to do that sometimes so i Uh Again, I've been trying to watch stuff sometimes of qualities. I've been reading like a lot of scripts lately, so I've been watching stuff, reading scripts of things that I want to watch uh, or that I love a whole lot, like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the screen mm-hmm. movies, stuff like that. So I've, I've been trying to get some good cinema in my in my brain. But at the same time, sometimes you just want to find something stupid, put it on, yep. which is why mm-hmm. I watch those other things, right? Uh, this one was the dumbest one I've watched yet, though, <laughs> and it's so fucking weird that I just have to tell someone about it. Obviously okay. it's here. So, uh, I found this movie, uh, we've been like, we, we watched knives out, we watched glass onion. So we've been under that kick of like watching, you know, some murder mystery type stuff, right? Sure. Uh, finding some good things when we can dumb, dumb ones if we can too, whatever, just whatever we can find. There was one that kept coming up on HBO max, uh, from like the early nineties, I think, um, 1991, it's called cast a deadly spell. 
And mm, all I okay. knew about it is it has Fred Ward, Julianne Moore, and Clancy Brown. Uh, they were like on the cover. And all it said about it was, uh, this is the description on HBO Max, a gumshoe is hired to locate a stolen book about black magic that could destroy the world if it falls into the wrong hands. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting okay. enough. It, it looks like it's kind of like a, an old neo-noir. is made in the 90s, but it's like a, a 40s movie about like a, a private detective and he's on this case and whatever. Um, what they didn't tell you in that, and it kind of mentions, it mentions black magic. <clears throat> in this world, it starts off right away. It says Los Angeles, 1948. Then right below that pops up, everyone uses magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Does it say okay? Question mark as well. <laughs> I wish it should have. Um, so this is a really weird movie from 1981. I, it's so strange. I'd never heard of it before. I love Fred Ward. You know he's in Tremors and stuff. And yeah, and he's just he's just he had uh, passed away a few years ago, and I had never heard of this. And, and Clancy Brown, fucking Tremors. God Ugh. damn it! What? They need to be handled. They need to stop <laughs> eating our celebrities. <laughs> We need to build that Let's wall. Let's take a moment. Underground. Right. Underground. <laughs> um, so this was, uh, it's a, it was like an HBO movie back in the day, like that premiered on HBO. It was like a TV movie. Um, but essentially, yeah, it's 1948. There are, people use magic. So like a guy, he, he's like solved a case in the very beginning. It kind of just like portrays that he's like a PI or whatever. He does not use magic in this world. Everybody around him does. He's about to light a cigarette. Someone just like snaps their fingers and fire like forms in their hand. And that's how they light a cigarette. Everybody wow. uses it for everything. His landlord is a dance instructor. She's like a, a school um, that he rents like a room at. And then she's also like a witch because um, everybody uses magic and stuff. Um, and so uh, there's like some interesting stuff in it. There are like gremlins in it that Ooh. like get into people's homes and they, they basically look like the gremlins, you know, and they kind of sound like them. Um, and it's kind of what? funny. Like the, 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 yeah, the effects yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, are there ish. Um, uh, they have like a gargoyle that comes alive and like chases him around. And it kind of <laughs> like that scene. Goliath? Um, I wish, man, this guy's That'd not really as cool. There's yeah. a, a scene. Everything's kind of cheesy. Uh, there's a scene where like the gargoyle is like waking up and he laugh he like roars or laughs or whatever and the lightning flashes and you can see the guy in, in the mask like <laughs> i love that so much like like in ninja turtles right there's like yeah. a famous photo right that's so yeah. creepy um so it's, it's kind of goofy like that but um it's directed by martin campbell who um did it's so interesting this stuff he did this movie he did goldeneye he did casino royale Wow. Uh, but he did this movie um, and it was just really strange. It wasn't that great. I was hoping it would be silly fun and it, it kind of was. It took me a while to watch it. I've been trying to exercise more. So I was, I was on the treadmill and I was watching this on and off while I was doing mm -hmm. that for like 30 minutes at a time. And that was probably the best way to watch it. Um, <laughs> it's a treadmill movie. <laughs> it's a treadmill movie. <laughs> <laughs> um they use, they have zombies as like a labor class they like build houses and stuff they like they're like don't they smell and they're like yeah well, after a few weeks you know but like we just get new shipped in whatever um there's a line in that i really liked clancy brown says like when he's asking him like why he doesn't use magic he's like it's 1948 get with the times everybody uses magic and i was like man i would love to have been a part of that world like where yeah. it just is a thing like not mm -hmm. hidden away like harry potter like everybody just does it um, there's some interesting like stuff in it where there's like a henchman for Clancy Brown who goes to kill a guy and he kills him by paper cuts. He, he, 
uh, lifts up a bunch of paper in a tornado and the guy's just like screaming and then he it ends and he's just like bloody a bloody mess so it's like it gets pretty dark and like mm-hmm. gross looking and stuff um but uh like everything is just so silly like fred ward his name is uh Har- harry philip lovecraft so he's like hp wow. lovecraft yeah um there's a there's a detective bradbury and stuff i'm sure a lot more names on there too that i just don't mm-hmm. know from things um but it had a lot of good people in it um it, it was such an interesting premise or whatever, and I just never heard of it. So I just wanted to mention that it's out in the world that this happened, and uh, and you can watch it too. That's so wild. Isn't that the same year Jurassic Park came out? 91? No, that was 93. This 93. is 91, but it it is weird. I've been doing that lately too. There was something I watched the other day from 93, but it's like when you see something like this mm-hmm. and the gargoyle from this movie that looks like styrofoam, <laughs> and and then the lightning flashes and you can see a person mm. behind it and then two years later you have something like Jurassic Park right yeah it is kind of amazing that some things are created in the same time period you know yeah yeah uh, it is pretty wild um, but yeah there's also a a sequel apparently that I'm I'm this close to watching um, because they replace Fred Ward um, oh this is what I was thinking about they replace Fred Ward with um, Dennis Hopper same character. Mm. But Dennis Hopper now, and it was made in 1994, the same year Dennis Hopper was in Speed. Wow. And I'm like, I can't imagine what that must be like. Like, he's so good in Speed, and that's a big movie. And yeah. this was like a TV movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Cast a Deadly Spell. Uh, check it out, HBO. Did you <laughs> like you it? Want. Did you like the movie overall? I don't know. It, it It's okay. It was kind of fun to see people. Like, Julianne Moore, she's really young in it. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen her, like, that young in anything, so... It's kind of fun to see here. Clancy Brown, um, he's in Shawshank Redemption. Um, Mr. Krabs. Is he? Yeah. That's wild, yeah. yeah. Um, he's always fun to see. Uh, there's a guy named David Warner. It's like another character. It's a bunch of character actors. Um, yeah. He, he probably know from some things. He's yeah. in Scream 2. Ninja uh, Turtles 2. Ninja Turtles 2, yes. He's the doctor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's in it. And he is like... I believe he is like a Shakespeare, you know, trained like theater actor sort of guy, right? He does like really important work on the, on the mm-hmm. stage and he fucking like sells this movie. Like he, mm-hmm. he's into it. Magic is real. And he, yeah. he portrays it that way. Oh yeah. But at the same time, they cut away to the styrofoam looking fucking thing. And like, <laughs> it's just a weird, like, you know how some people are like, don't realize the level mm-hmm. of the movie they're in. Like they're going to yeah. elevate it no matter what. So in that respect, it was cool. There were some other people that showed up, other character actors and stuff that I'd seen from different things. Uh, one thing I will say, <clears throat> that's right. I forgot. I don't recommend this very much. Uh, there's a, uh, a trans person in this and this mm-hmm. is 1991 and it is a, they treat it really poorly. They treat it like, uh, you know, why don't you take off that makeup? You're obviously a man type of thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, they had some other, they, they use the, 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 the F word, uh, the gay slur F word yeah. ended a few times because of that. Um, and it's just like, Oh, it's like one of those things you're like, Oh, this is not great. And then, um, also Fred Ward goes to get his job from, uh, uh David Warner, who's the guy who lost the book. He was stolen from him. <clears throat> and he has a daughter, who runs across she's chasing a unicorn uh on her horse she's trying to hunt a unicorn and um she tries to hit on fred ward and he's like how old are you and she's like i'm 16 and he's like you know only people that can chase that can hunt unicorns are virgins 
and she slaps him and it's like they're flirting like a whole lot and it's really yeah. weird because he's like 48 and then <laughs> and she's like 16 right yeah yeah and then the next morning she shows up to his apartment and she's like flirting with him, and they go to breakfast and they're flirting again and then later on you find out uh, she was she, her dad married her mom to make her specifically so he would have a virgin to sacrifice later on using Jesus the book. Jesus Christ! So her dad has kept her in the house away from men because he didn't want her to be deflowered. It's a very weird storyline. Super super uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and she looks fucking sixteen like she's young. Uh, it's not like oh she looks like she's in her twenties. No, and everybody knows it. Clearly, she's 16 and she's a virgin and everybody knows it. Yeah. But we're still going to hit on her with these like 50 year old dudes or whatever. Uh, so I had some really weird 90s mm-hmm. different time, quote unquote, sort mm-hmm. of moments that you're like, oh, this is why it never lasted. This is why it's not a cult <laughs> favorite, you know, um, but it was just so weird to find and watch. And then I had no idea it was going to be that way. And when it opened up with the Los Angeles, 1948, everyone uses magic. I was like, Oh, what? I okay. rewound it. I was like, wait, what did they mean to put that there? It was very weird. <laughs> Super weird. What if, what if that was in the subtitle only? And then like the rest of the movie, there was no instance of magic at all. It's just like the guy was having some fun. Um, okay. So the last one, yeah. Uh, I, I also will probably talk about it a little bit because uh, I have to gush about this one. You had recommended a movie a while back, a movie that I had found, just hadn't watched yet. I've been looking forward to it. Velocipaster. Let's yes. hear it. Here we go. <laughs> that would have been way better than this <laughs> Castelli spell, by the way. Uh, no, uh, I've been I've been going back and forth with my depression lately. And hmm. um, sometimes I just need I don't know. I use pop culture. I use music a lot. Whenever I'm depressed, it helps me. I walk around the neighborhood with my dog. I listen to certain songs, help pump me up or, or even in a bad place. There's not sad songs necessarily. It's just songs that comfort me. Right. Uh, I do it with movies as well. I don't know how many people necessarily do that, but, um, years ago I was in a bad place and I watched the way, way back. And that movie fucking spoke to me. Um, Mm. I watched it. I turned it on immediately all over again. I was all alone. It was, I remember exactly where I was. I was, um, I was, we were living with Amanda's parents. We had just moved to Houston. I was in a bad spot with the restaurant businesses and stuff that I was in and I just feeling depressed. I put that movie on. I was sitting on the floor watching it, doing a puzzle. I immediately turned it back on watched another halfway until Amanda woke up from her nap. I started it all over again and made her watch it with me. I watched it mm-hmm. two and a half times that first day. I was so blown away by it. It just spoke to me. It was, uh, I felt a kinship with the kid and his life in that movie, something about the everything about it. There's just something magical about some movies that hit me. That movie has really stuck with me so much. The way way back, still I can watch that when I'm feeling depressed or or whatever, any kind of mood. But it helps me. Um, there was another movie randomly. I just thought I should put this on. Or you had talked about it, and I I just felt like maybe this is the movie to watch right now. So I put on This Is Where I Leave You. Oh the, uh, yeah, the Jason Baton movie. Yeah, for, also from that era. Uh, it was around the time from the way way back, which I think it was a 2013 movie. This is a 2014 movie. Can't believe it's nine years old, and I just got to it. Um, it's essentially a movie where Jason Bateman is um, uh, a sibling. Of, he has three siblings: Tina Fey. Um, they have a lot of good people in this. Adam Driver and Corey Stoll are his siblings. Their dad dies, and the, their dad was Jewish, but he's an atheist. But his last dying wish was that his kids would come home and sit Shiva for seven days, uh, you know, to put him to rest and everything. So they they're kind of like a dysfunctional family. They don't like each other very much. 
he's going through some personal life sh- shit as well. Um, their mom is Jane Fonda. She's amazing as always. Catherine Hahn is in it. Uh, Rose Byrne is in it. Um, so many good people. And mm-hmm. I remember you mentioning it. I, I don't really recall what all you said, though. Uh, but I think you liked this movie, right? Yeah, I had just come across it on HBO Max, and it was... I was just trying to find something to start watching before bed, and I thought, eh, let me throw this on. Let me watch like 20 minutes of it and go to sleep. I ended up watching right. the whole fucking thing because I Crazy. got sucked into it. It was just, you know, it's not big budget. There's no special right. effects or anything, but uh, there's just something about the genuineness of the uh, siblingness uh, yes. of the movie. I don't I don't have siblings, so I'm like, uh-huh. is, this, is this what it's like? Is, this, <laughs> is, that, is that it? Because it's like, you know, there's, there's some drama between them, but it's also not anything that they can't um, repair. Right. Or it's not, a, it's not like a, a deep blood feud or anything like that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, it feels, it, it doesn't feel like my family. I have a lot of, I have a, a sister and two brothers as well, just like mm-hmm. them. Uh, but it doesn't feel like my family. They feel more dysfunctional, but they still function. It feels, but it felt very real. The, mm-hmm. the writing I think was stellar. Uh, their dialogue, but also just the way the plot plays out and everything. It just, mm-hmm. there's something about it. It just feels good, even yeah. though it's a, a hard subject, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a really well done movie. So it's a, and then I found out when I turned it on, I didn't realize it was a Sean Levy movie. Um, Sean yeah. Levy is a Stranger Things producer. Um, he did the Adam Project. Um, he's done a bunch of stuff. Cheaper by the Dozen back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing Steel. Deadpool 3. Yeah, I just found that out when I was yeah. looking the, about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear Deadpool's in it. Oh, I hope they so. Got they, they really got him. They really got him. But yeah, and then uh, it's written, uh, screenplay is by Jonathan Tropper. It was based on his novel. So um, I watched this movie by myself in the morning. I was eating breakfast and it really just fucking hit me and it really helped. Yeah. And I had been in this bad spot and really had a hard time breaking out of it for a few days. Wow. And it snapped me out of it. And I was able mm-hmm. to like function that day really well and like do things and, and feel great. better about the world. And then that night, Amanda uh, got home from work and I was like, hey, I don't know what else to watch right now, but I, I watched this movie today. I think you'd like it. I just I kind of want to watch it again. So kind of like the way way back, I watched it twice in a row to, mm-hmm. to show my wife um, and she also liked it. She actually put down her phone. Oh, uh, my God. I didn't think that was possible. Rarely happens. Yeah. Um, and she was like so into it. And we were really big Jason Bateman fans. So, um, you know, even I watched that like moving target uh, movie the other day, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was so stupid. Just watch him, right? Yeah. See him younger and stuff. And uh, this was interesting to see him older again. But um, Tina Fey blew me away in it. They have a really good relationship. Their their sibling relationship is really good. Yeah. Has a lot of com- uh, complex stuff in it. Uh, Dex Shepard is in it. He's kind of a, a douchebag radio host, kind of like us, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it just spoke to me. So I watched it twice. Uh, mm-hmm. That was like on like a Saturday or no, that was, she got home from work. It was like a Friday maybe or something like that. Mm-hmm. And by that Sunday, I started reading the novel. I finished it Wednesday. Wow. Uh, I read it so fast. It was stellar. It's a little mm-hmm. bit different. It's essentially the same story, but stellar. Um, Jonathan Tropper, the, the writer uh, of the book and then the movie, um, also wrote the Adam Project. So he is a, he is a screenwriter in his own right. He's written some other things too that I had never mm-hmm. seen, but um, I saw some interviews with them where they were saying he can do both. He, he knows what makes a good novel and he knows 
what makes things in a novel good doesn't necessarily make a good movie, and he can change that. Um, so sometimes things in the novel will be like a, a, a person's thought, and then in the movie it's a person's line, and it's a different person, but it still packs mm-hmm. the same impact. And yeah. um, just the way he writes, it just was like a big hug. So uh, I ended up buying the book. I had rented it. Uh, through my library and um i ended up buying it because i want to read it again and i'm gonna pick up more of his stuff but uh i'm so glad you recommended it a while Mm -hmm. ago and i'm finally i'm glad i finally caught up with it um i feel like i have all this time to make up that i hadn't seen this movie i can't believe i let nine years go by and never saw this but i feel like sometimes too there's a reason i didn't need to watch it then i needed to Mm -hmm. watch it now i don't know why Mm -hmm. but it feels like i stumbled upon it at the right time Uh, i don't i'm not a big believer in religion or fate or anything, but sometimes things click into place and I can't mm-hmm. deny that. And this one clicked for me, man. So I would highly recommend it. Everything I watched that I've mentioned on here, highly recommend the book or this movie. This is where I leave you. It's on HBO max still. So you can mm-hmm. find it pretty easily right now. I was trying to remember like when I first talked about it on the podcast, and I think it was probably like a year ago or something like that. Um, I just like stumbled across it and I don't remember there being much in the way of advertising for it. I don't remember seeing commercials or or movie posters for it really, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I just stumbled across it on HBO max and I thought, Hey, let's give this a shot. And I fucking loved it. It was great. I'm -hmm. so glad. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's just one of those you kind of just stumble across. That's kind of the way you get to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's just a nice movie. So I would highly, highly recommend it. Well, Steven, if you like that movie, might I recommend dread featuring Carl Urban? (laughs) The sibling the aspects <laughs> of that movie are just, uh, it's palpable. It is. It feels yeah. real. It's like, go, instead of like going through a, a tower of villains, <laughs> you're going through a tower, <laughs> uh, a, a flat tower of family, you know? And all the challenges they hold within. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Do you feel that? I do. Yeah. Do you have the, the need, Brent? Are you referring to the need, the need? For speed? Yes. That's why we're talking about the movie Speed. Fuck it. We're changing it up. <laughs> we're not doing Top Gun. I love Top Gun, but I wish we were talking about Speed. That movie was Oh, rats. my God. Yeah. It was great. Anthony Hopkins is King Koopa. And oh, yeah. Neo is the Matrix. Wait, what? <laughs> Brent's on drugs. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Top Gun from 1986, if I remember right. correctly. Right? Yeah. So just in time to be a weird number anniversary uh, for us to discuss it on the podcast. But, you know, uh, I, I feel like we're at a point in uh, in our show where I, I enjoy talking about franchises overall. But also mm-hmm. sometimes it's like it's nice to talk about just like one movie or maybe just a couple of movies, you know. Right. So uh, Top Gun this week and the next week we're going to be talking about a sequel, Top Gun Maverick. But let's just fucking do it you know it gives us an excuse to talk about these movies oh sure um back in the day when the it's like 2019 maybe 2020 beginning of 2020 when that top gun maverick trailer came out uh you had mentioned back when we would do like news or like a oh, trailer right. came out or whatever right 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 uh shutting down <laughs> society really changed the show um <laughs> We talked about it, and I was like, eh, yeah, it looks like a, a, a trailer for a movie. Like, I wasn't right. excited for it at all. I had seen Top Gun uh, when I was little. Um, I was like, maybe, I don't know, uh, like eight, seven, mm-hmm. eight, something like that. And I saw it on TV, and that was the last time I remember seeing it. Um, but I really didn't remember, like, what the movie was about, per se. I remembered two things 
specifically one was the death of one of the main characters and then mm. the volleyball oh yeah the denim when that came on this time i gotta say i was like yeah <laughs> i still love that scene <laughs> but uh but yeah like what is your history with the first top gun movie yeah i'm so glad you asked uh i i grew up watching this movie a lot i yeah. loved watching it now um i'd kind of forgotten about it coming up to the podcast uh we were watching a lot of West Wing, like I've been saying lately, and, and we were doing that last night, and I was like, wait, I have to watch Top Gun, and man, I was like, yeah, let's put on Top Gun, and I, w- I fucking rallied, man, I loved it. Um, I, I remember this movie, and I, I tried to focus on this in my notes and, and just rewatching it now. Um, this movie fucking exudes cool to me. It is mm-hmm. one of the sexiest movies I remember watching growing up from, from everything, his bomber jacket, his fucking motorcycle, her car, uh, their chemistry, um, the look of the film, this like golden glow of the film. Um, mm-hmm. so many parts to it are just fucking sexy to me. And it makes sense. Cause Tony Scott is a, came from like commercials, directing commercials and stuff. And so he knows what looks good. And, uh, so yeah, I remember watching this movie a ton growing up, not really understanding a lot of it. I actually had to pay a little more attention to the plot this time. I didn't really remember <laughs> that it was, I thought they were like already in Top Gun school and I figured it was like a four year school. I didn't realize mm-hmm. he, they are fighter pilots and they just go to this special program for like eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's way different than I thought it was like, cause I never cared growing up, I guess. I'd love it if it was a four year school and he had to take those in between classes that you don't really like actually need for that role, but he's like, fuck, I got to write this goddamn book report on the grapes right. of wrath. Going to change the whole, whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I grew up with this movie, man. I loved it. Um, yeah. And then do you want to go ahead and read the cast list and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Let's cool? go for it. Um, so yeah, as you said, Top Gun 1986, um, one of the top grossing movies of that year as well. It's amazing. Um, this one really just like made a splash directed by Tony Scott, written by Jim Cash and Jack Apps Jr. I tried to look at the script for this. I read a little bit of it, but it said a different writer. There was apparently a, a third writer. He did some punch ups and stuff, but, um, it's the only one I could find. And d- even like hmm. different names were used and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, it was good though. It's essentially the same movie. It didn't seem like it changed a lot, but, uh, produced by Don Wait, Simpson. Real, and, real quick, mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, when you're going through and reading these scripts of these movies, if you like it, do you stamp it? Stephen approved and then like call the the producers oh. and be like make it happen well, then I hang call up. Tom <laughs> yeah make it happen like, this yeah. already happened you were one year old <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so this was produced by Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer uh, I say that specifically we don't usually mention produced by but mm-hmm. this is a very Bruckheimer production and a Don Simpson one uh, they have a certain look from that era. Uh, this one definitely fell into that. So um, let's see. I think that's pretty much all the. Uh, Is that why the opening of The Simpsons TV show it like parts the clouds to mm. see the logo? Don kind of Simpson. <laughs> yeah, they actually, it's just like this subtly say Don. Yeah before but yeah that's what it is okay um and this is uh starring tom cruise kelly mcgillis val kilmer anthony edwards and tom scarrett I fucking lo- love tom scarrett he was in that moving target yeah. movie as well with jason bateman i just love that dude so much uh something about his acting but um yeah everybody in this movie man just fucking looks good everybody i feel looks like good. tom scarrett could have been a an actor in like a horror movie mm-hmm. and then like when he's on set one day and he's like what's my motivation they just like put their hand on your shoulder and be like tom <laughs> scare it baby oh okay 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 that's okay. why i love him in poltergeist 3 he's is the he scariest part three he is yeah oh wow okay that's why that's there you go and not a single clown likes him because he scares it 
Oh my God! Here's an idea for a, a horror movie. It takes place in a, <laughs> a haunted strip club. Oh right? yeah. Okay, I'm with you. N- name of the movie: Stripper Poltergeist. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that would be right up there with that Velocipaster Stripper Poltergeist. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I'll put a call in. <laughs> yeah. Let's call Don Simpson. He died in like 1986, by the way. But we're gonna call him anyway. Well, I hope they buried him with the phone because this <laughs> movie needs to get made. <laughs> he was a Hollywood big shot, so he probably does have a phone down there. But it's a car yeah. phone. Because he was oh, buried yeah, in the porch. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this boy yeah. into a cigarette lighter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the basic plot of this movie is kind of said is uh, these fighter pilots, best in the world. Um, movie starts off with them kind of actually having some, not combat, but they, they go up against some, some MiGs, some, mm-hmm. uh, some, uh, enemy people, uh, planes, and then, um, they get chosen to go to the Top Gun school as it's known, uh, the, the Naval Air Station in Miramar in San Diego and try to like become the best of the best and learn from the best of the best. And Val Kilmer is there. He's, he is like the number one guy. Uh, Tom Cruise is uh, an amazing pilot as well, but does things a little bit dangerously. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, uh, I'm I'm also wanted to say that neither you or I have seen the sequel, Top Gun Maverick, right. correct? Yes. Oh, I'm so, so excited to watch it, though. Right. So we're not going into this at all, like talking about our feelings about like that's not going to color anything with this one at all. Right. Um, but I'm so excited to see it now. And I'm glad that Same. you are, too. As you said, you weren't super pumped about the trailer, but yeah, that's what I wanted to come back to is uh, after I watched or rewatched Top Gun and this was like middle of last year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh I was like, oh, OK, I see what the hype is. You know, it was yeah, on Netflix. Awesome. And so we my wife and I watched it and we were like into it. I'm not like oh, that's great. I wouldn't say I'm like a huge Top Gun fan, but mm-hmm. like, man, definitely like watching it with adult eyes and just having some of that nostalgia for that time in cinema. Right. When uh, guys are just hanging out in the bathroom, towel on. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> you're just in your fucking tidy whities, you know, <laughs> I hope you don't have skin marks because whities. they would be highly visible. <laughs> You practically see some cracks through, you know, like on a, a greasy looking. like ha- on a greasy hamburger. If you like put that on like its wrapper or on a napkin, you can like yeah. see through it a little bit. That's how like that that was the resolution of underwear back in the day. They're very uh, sweaty too, so it did. Oh have my that. god! Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that was Holy. one of my notes. It's like any opportunity for anyone to be sweaty, they're sweaty as fuck. They, right. Yeah, it's like somebody just dumped a bucket of glycerine on them, and then like they immediately started filming. But um, yeah, just having some nostalgia look. for that time mm-hmm. and these type of movies right uh it really kicked in for me even though i didn't remember much of the movie when i was younger mm-hmm. but uh yeah man I, I really wanted to go see the the sequel when it was out in theaters but it was like mm-hmm. a combination of like uh me recovering from <laughs> my fall and then oh, right. getting covid and then we just couldn't make it to the theater in time to it uh, to catch it there but i'm uh, very much looking forward to watching it on paramount plus uh yeah this next week which is where I found this one as well. Uh, yeah. So easy enough to find uh, to watch those. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching that one. I wish I could watch it on a, a bigger screen as well, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to watching it at home where, you know, douchebags aren't around me. Just my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just one douchebag. Not, just not, one. Yeah, yeah, not plural, yeah. though, which is good. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's already on her phone enough, but. I know. It's just, you, you just periodically shush her just to make yourself feel like you're in just a theater. In case, she's not even yeah. talking. Yeah. I just, I just no sure talking. Um, so, yeah, um, I had a few notes for this. Um, my, my first one is um, the the second the score kicks in, uh, it's got this kind of like, 
I don't know. It just sounds 80s. It, it's it's by mm-hmm. Harold Faltemeyer, who um, also did the uh, Beverly Hills Cop theme. Um, oh. That's really famous and stuff. So they, yeah. he came off of that and then made this. Tony Scott then went made Beverly Hills Cop 2 after this movie. Um, so they had a kind of a connection there and everything, but they, that kicks in and it's like these, it's just these scenes of like the, I'm not sure what they're called, but the, the guy's like on the deck getting all the plane stuff ready and like moving yeah. cones around and shit. Um, mm. but it just looks, it's like golden hour and this looks, looks fucking cool. And they have that, that score kick in. I was like, oh, I'd love this. And mm. then danger zone kicks in and I was like, as soon oh, as those planes yeah. take off. Oh my God. Danger <laughs> oh, zone kicks God. in. Like that was, love uh, it. Anytime I hear Danger Zone, I immediately think of Top Gun, regardless right. of like my feelings on the movie from you know the past couple of decades. But there's one thing that people don't talk about is the beginning notes of Danger Zone, which is this little like electronic keyboard thing, like, <laughs> you know, like before it starts, and it's just, it like sounds weird, but it's it. If I hear that, like the hairs on my arm raise because right. I'm like, oh fuck, it's Danger Zone. It's right. about to go off, you know. It's so good. cool. Yeah. That whole era. It, it makes me think I was really into motorcycles as a kid. I just thought that was like the coolest fucking thing. I, I just knew I would have one. And now I'm like, nah, because uh, they sound <laughs> scary to me, especially in Houston. But um, uh, everything about this movie, like I, I'm so into it. The music, the 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 jets. Uh, I, I noticed, you know, this movie gets some some people say like it's uh, like warmongering or it's like, you know, uh, American military might is the best in it. I heard it kind of sanitizes war. It makes it look like it's so clean and easy. And it's even though there's like some bad parts in this movie, like people dying and stuff, it's it makes it look like, oh, it's so easy to like shoot this guy down and not get shot myself and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's some to that. Like they they actually did have um, like Air Force and Naval guys like in theaters signing people up after this movie. Like they were they stationed there to get people to sign up. And wow. it said, they said that their uh, recruiting went up 500 percent that year. Holy shit. Yeah. So it really did get guys, yeah. maybe girls, but guys to really like join in. Um, and I don't like that. I don't like war. I don't like military stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, in that era, though, it did feel like like Rambo and like it felt like American military was great and we're 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 bringing peace to the world by bombing everybody you know yeah and it felt i don't know it didn't feel like it does now as a kid too i didn't understand the nuance of it but it felt cool and the whole movie just does man i uh Mm. there's just something about the whole fucking thing i just i just love it i think one of the things that helped it for me is because i i agree with that same sentiment i'm not like really I don't know. I'm not like hugely into like war movies and whatnot, even though right. I know some of them are very well done, like Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. others, uh, <laughs> what, like Independence You're Day like, or I some shit. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but there's something about this where it's primarily people just like training to be good pilots, mm-hmm. right? And then like you don't get an actual skirmish until the very end right, of the yeah. movie, you know? It's kind of different. Um, yeah, you're right. So. I just like seeing people level up mm, and good call. that that whole aspect of like, I want to be the best. And this movie is about me trying to do that. I would never do that. I, know, I never right? had that approach. I, I only stagnate. That's me. <laughs> That's a me thing. But for this movie, I, I like the idea of, I don't know. I, I guess maybe when I initially thought about Top Gun before I rewatched it last year, the year before was that, Oh, 
uh tom cruise plays maverick maverick meaning oh i'm the best there is he's gonna be like super cocky he is a little bit but it's not to the point where oh i'm effortlessly the best you know mm-hmm. which i i get a little bit tired of and like real life you know mm-hmm. I, I i just don't like that type of personality but even his rivalry with uh, val kilmer as Iceman, they really just kind of keep it on the field for the most part yeah um there, there's a, a point trash where, talk but yeah but you know there there are points in the movie where they like come up and congratulate each other mm-hmm. or Iceman consoles him on on losing goose and it's right. it seems like very sincere instead of like being like too broy you know right right yeah it, it's, like weird, a, it's like it's like it's like a very much a dad version of uh sharing your emotions or or, or feelings you know <laughs> like there right. are a few times where uh, Tom Cruise as Maverick needs to be uh, needs to have a conversation with a, a co-worker or um, uh, one of the higher ups to kind of find himself again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there yeah. actually are like emotional uh, stakes to the movie. There are mm-hmm. um, some hearts on your sleeve type of type of moments. And at the same time, it is very broy and it is very like military guys are, are a certain way where it's like um, like the the competitiveness and the. Uh, one up and chip and stuff like that or like trash talking or whatever but mm-hmm. it all feels kind of like they're on the same team at the end of the day like they they talk about that specifically like you know remember that um, but for the most part they do and um i also liked some of the other guys around them and you never really get their names um mm-hmm. i guess you see it like their their helmets and stuff sometimes their their call signs whatever yeah um but there's some other guys that like know they're not the best like it really is down to like val kilmer and and tom cruise mm-hmm. and you kind of uh but there's some other dudes too that are also like congratulating them and are you know a part of the the whole camaraderie especially uh the singing in the bar scene oh the, my God. uh um i can't remember that song right now i'm, I'm playing it in my head i would sing it for you but it'd be terrible sweet, sweet ball of fire is that what it is oh no that's the uh, that's the later one um oh, three balls you of lost fire. that loving feeling yeah you lost that loving feeling mm. like that scene i've loved so much um i i remember it so much when you asked about like growing up with this movie or whatever i remember uh when i rewatched this movie not only that scene but it starts off with them making a bet about um dating that that woman he sees at the bar and getting carnal knowledge of her. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I remembered every line of that because I downloaded that from Napster as a song in like 2001 or some oh, shit. Yeah. And I remembered playing it a lot. And it's that whole bar scene. It starts with their conversation and then leads into the song. I'd forgotten how that really played all out, though, until I watched it because I'd only heard it for so many years. Uh, and then and even so, I lost that version, that shitty MP3 I had, you know, years and years ago. But uh, the two of them kind of make this plan, barely, go up to Singer, and then all of the guys around them, people that they don't even know, join mm-hmm. into that song. And I felt where, where I don't really feel a kinship, uh, or I don't feel like I want to be in the military, I don't I don't feel that kind of bro-ness uh, mm-hmm. generally with, with other bros, but it was like, it was so nice to see them all help him out kind of and just jump yeah. in at a moment's notice yeah and that's what floors her and that's what like makes that scene i get goosebumps even talking about it but especially mm-hmm. watching that scene I, I rewound it and watched it i watched it again this morning just because i wanted to yeah um, it's good it's so good and like there's the, there's moments in this movie that are so different than what you'd think when you see the trailers or you, you'd see like what this movie's about i would never expect them to have this whole like musical montage scene not montage but mm-hmm. musical scene in the movie and it works it's so great i love it i mean this movie as a whole is very musical uh you know yeah. you've got that scene you've got um 
the aforementioned danger zone. You've mm-hmm. got the great balls of fire. I think I said right. great ball singular of fire. That's mm. uh, that it's song you is have specifically. One ball and you, yeah, you always think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> singular. Lance Armstrong uh, and I really bond <laughs> bonded over that song, um, and also cheating, but also. <laughs> Uh, great balls of fire when uh, Anthony Andrew Andrews uh, Edwards, Edwards. Mm-hmm. yeah Anthony Andrews is a different guy altogether I hmm. think I think it I, might look slightly different it sounds like a name I don't know yeah like, isn't he from uh, Blackish oh I, that, I don't know okay well that went nowhere <laughs> okay so anyway uh, Anthony <laughs> Edwards is playing great balls of fire and uh, they're having a, a good jam there um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah what, uh, what can was I mention something about that real quick that scene Sure, yeah. Because we didn't also mention, she's not on the main cast list here, but Meg Ryan, a really young Meg Ryan, is in this movie as Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards' wife. Um, that that place, that they that bar, is called uh, Kansas City Barbecue. It's a restaurant in San Diego. Uh, in 2005. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, transplants wanted to bring barbecue to San Diego because they didn't have good barbecue. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like this, this bar that's like well-known there, this bar restaurant. Um, my wife and I uh, married in 2005. We um, honeymooned in San Diego, and our hotel was across the street from that bar. So we've been there, and they have wow. a lot of memorabilia. They still have that piano that they play on, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of memorabilia. But then I was reading about this movie and the Wikipedia and stuff. They had a fire in 2008 and lost almost all of the memorabilia, but they oh still have the piano. They were able to save that. They rebuilt, so it's still there. Um, but yeah, I've been to that bar, uh, specifically because of this movie. I was like so excited. So are you telling me that a great bar was on fire? (laughs) (laughs) That's ironic, right? Like it is ironic. Where, where, where that song, great balls of fire was played. It, that place caught a blaze. That caught on fire. Wow. 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 Well, we've all learned something a little bit today. I call that one my Kung Pao chicken. Amanda said she saw the other day, uh, Owen Wilson, it's Owen Wilson, right? That does that, the wow. Yeah. Uh Uh, It was like a a super cut of him and then Jennifer Coolidge, who also won recently on the Golden Globes for White Lotus, her saying wow. (laughs) It was them back and forth because she's like, wow. And he he does his... <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I'm so excited because I was like, "Wow, they both really do yeah. say very specific." Wow, yeah, it's very spe- yeah, 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 yeah. You can identify them depending on how they say yeah. it. Absolutely, man. All great. right, what other notes you got for this one, man? Oh boy, I, I uh, took oh uh, the <laughs> staying on the the song tip of everything. Yeah, uh, please. Take my breath away plays uh, quite a few times, and um, the, sexiest one thing I like is like they would they would take. Uh, sometimes danger zone would appear it's at the very beginning of the movie but also they would like take some elements of that music and throw that in later scenes or whatever Mm -hmm. um but i i really like that they had these different iconic songs that show up throughout the movie right and uh yeah i just you know i uh, you've lost that loving feeling comes back in like they Mm -hmm. sing acapella at the beginning but then you know the actual song plays toward the end of the movie and I, I just think this movie has a stellar soundtrack, you know? It's, uh, they said it's nine-time platinum. It's one of the best-selling film soundtrack. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That I think is, platinum's yeah. like a million sold. I'm not positive, yeah, in the right? US, yeah. So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like one of the best-sold like best soundtracks of all time. 
for good reason. It's fucking amazing. Um, mm. I remember my brother Jeff had this on cassette back in the day. Um, and that's where I used to listen to a lot of those mm. songs. And um, Berlin is the the group that sings the Take My Breath Away. Um, again, mm. ugh, just one of the fucking sexiest songs in the world. It, yeah. This whole movie just exudes this feeling. Like, I kept saying to Amanda, I was like, God damn Tom Cruise and his Scientology because he's a fucking movie star. It is wild, right? And he's charming like- as fuck. We in all kind of just look the other way. Uh, <laughs> you know? It's so weird to do that. But at the same time, I'm like, it's hard to deny. You know, around the time of, uh, what was it, Batman Begins? Mm-hmm. Or maybe just after? Because he was dating Katie Holmes oh, at the right. time, and she was in that movie. And he was jumping on the couch on Oprah right. and shit. Like, we we're all like, what is happening? There's a, a bit of backlash there. But, yeah, but kind of since then, we're just like, yeah, yeah but he's, he's like, tying himself to an airplane for a movie. Right. You know, <laughs> it is like, pretty cool. I mean, he's going to die over this, you know? Right. He's, he's going to work through those Tom bruises, and he's going <laughs> to do the best he can to get through it, you know? Well played. Yeah. Yeah, so. and the Mission Impossible movies are amazing, and... Uh, if anybody, I remember like when the, when he, like you said, the Top Gun Maverick trailer came out and it's like, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't super excited for it either though. At first, um, it was really when I saw the Lady Gaga music video and I was like, oh my God, they're, they're doing like movie songs. Like we don't do anymore. Like, like, like they did in the eighties or the nineties, mm-hmm. you know, um, we just don't really have those types of things anymore. And it, it felt like, man, if anybody can pull this off though, it's fucking Tom Cruise. Yeah. Who can bring this sequel back 36 years later and mm-hmm. make it work? And and again, like um, Top Gun Maverick was one of the top movies of its year last year. Top uh, top grossing movies yeah. like it's, it's or maybe the top grossing movie last year. Um, I mean, it's right there in the name. Top Gun. It's right there. It's right there, guys. <laughs> you have to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. I need to catch up on those Mission Impossible movies. I've only seen the mm. first three, and I hear like four oh, is where they. Oh, when it gets real good. That's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's more like continuity between the movies at that point. Since isn't there? then, yeah. yeah. Simon Pegg is in it at that point. Yeah, he might come in three. I like the first one is good in a '90s nostalgic way. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I've never been a fan of. I, it's not for me. Isn't the first one directed by Brian De Palma? I think so. They have crazy directors for those movies. Yeah. Um, Like, I remember seeing that back in the day. I'm like, oh, I recognize that name. And then you and I watched uh, fucking Carrie. And I was like, oh, this is the same guy. (laughs) Weird. All right. Cool. It's so weird to see uh, back in time with the uh, Mm -hmm. uh, different people that have been. Yeah. Like what they've done in the the past, whatever. Yeah. yeah, And then three is J.J. Abrams. I I like Mission Mm -hmm. Impossible three a whole lot. But. Uh, four is Brad Bird. It was his live action <gasps> debut. Oh my god! Yeah, I love Brad and, Bird, and he's yeah. it's fucking awesome, man. And then I've yeah. also lost track. I've I haven't seen. I think I've seen five once, and mm. I don't know what they're on anymore. Um, seven mm. or something like that, or eight. Yeah, I think seven is getting ready to come out there. I think there was a trailer released for it. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. um, I hear it's it's pretty wild. More stuff with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom uh, <laughs> Cruise doing his own stunts. Uh, right. It's supposed to be pretty pretty crazy. Um, it's crazy, but yeah, uh, I, I love the way this movie is shot. I, you know, this Mm -hmm. is way before CGI would have gotten involved to, to an extent that it would not be noticeable, you know, like the, at this point in, in film in 1986, like you might get that Def Leppard, let's get rocked video where it's just like a bunch of like 3d cubes moving around (laughs) the screen or whatever. looks like a screensaver. You got uh, the first Tron. 
in that era. Yeah. yeah, like that's what, that's the <laughs> the peak. Yes, uh, but for this, like it, everything, as far as I'm aware of, is is practical. Yeah. Uh, they may have used like miniatures or whatever. But it um, seems mostly practical. Yeah, they they got yeah. planes. I saw they had they had cooperation from the government, to, you know, to use planes and stuff. So that's so rad. I'm I'm so curious as to how they made that work. If they had like planning meetings, like oh, okay, we need planes to do like this right. type of maneuver or whatever. Oh, like how how all that was coordinated. Well, I can tell you a few things. I I did scroll through a little bit of the the Wikipedia and mm-hmm. um, a few things they talked about was that they wanted. They wanted to work with the government. The I say government, the military. Um, I'm not sure if it was again like Navy. I think they worked with some of the Top Gun people or whatever. But mm-hmm. Navy or Air Force. Um, a few things. They they had to consult on the script. So they're uh, the main love interest in this is a like civilian oh consultant. Charlie. Charlie. Oh, please oh. put some respect on her name. Holy right. shit. Yeah. <laughs> She's like a civilian consultant. She was going to be uh, in the. Uh, in the Navy with him, but they mm-hmm. don't allow that like between subordinates, um, like a, a romantic relationship. And so they were like, oh. they, they nixed that and made her something different so that they could kind of get together. It's still kind mm-hmm. of shady, right? They talk about yeah. that, but as his like teacher or whatever, uh, they also had a scene they scrapped where a plane was going to crash onto the, uh, uh, the ship or whatever, yeah. as they were landing, they, they were like, we don't want that in there. So they took that out. Um, but there was a guy um, I'm trying to remember his name right now. Um, there were a few people involved. <laughs> Abe Vagoda. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> what is that from? Abe Vagoda? Yes. He's an actor from, uh, oh my God. I feel like that's a, like a line someone's mentioned though. at some movie. I don't know. Um, she is based, uh, Charlie though is based on a real woman that when they were researching this, they, uh, they met her. Her name is Christine Legs Fox. Um, wow. she was a civilian mathematician employed by the Centerville Naval Analysis, um, at that place and, and, Mar- uh, in San Diego and everything. So, um, and she is still, uh, she's acting deputy secretary of defense in 2013. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's, she's still, uh, kind of kicking around and everything, but there was actually like a real character that was based off. So she's still kicking around. Well, it's a good thing. Her nickname is legs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude? Hell yeah. Uh, but you had specifically asked about how they got like certain shots and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know this. Uh, this movie is dedicated to a guy named Art Scholl, who was a renowned aerobatic pilot. Uh, at the very end, I waited for the credits. It's the very, very end uh, that it's dedicated to him. Um, he did a lot of in-flight camera work. He would have cameras on his plane, and then they would shoot him uh, doing the different manu- maneuvers. But um, the flat spin that Maverick goes in that kills Goose, they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really put himself in a, uh, he made himself in a flat spin. He was supposed to get out of it. And then uh, he couldn't get out of it. And he radioed, I have a problem. I have a real problem. And he died. They never recovered oh his body um, or the wreckage. Um, but during that flat spin, that is like a real, that really happened just like Goose died, which is so tragic. Uh, that happens in movies sometimes. Um, they do their best to stay safe and everything, but I had no idea there was actually like a real death associated with this film yeah. until I read about it through the Wikipedia watching it this time. So that's um, wild. So they, they mentioned him, obviously it's dedicated to him because of what he went through for that, but they did get like real shots of all these things, you know, is that art Shoal? Yeah. Is that who does? Okay. I remember seeing that at the end of the movie and I yeah. misread it at first. I said, this movie is dedicated to the memory of art school. I was like, what? <laughs> Why? That's Top a weird thing. Art to, school. <laughs> yeah, but then I, I rewound it. Right, I read it again. It said Art Scholl. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So he died September sixteenth, nineteen eighty five, during the filming wow. of this movie. And uh, 
I, I'm so curious for the new movie because I've heard that they really upped the game. Uh, Joseph Kaczynski did with um, filming the 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 real like fighter pilots like in real planes mm-hmm. and stuff. And they did like some really amazing things. This movie you can see sometimes like the actors close ups um, might be fake, whatever, but it's just kind of blue sky around them. But they do a good mm-hmm. job of making it kind of jostle around and it looks yeah. it cuts really well with the real footage. Um, but sometimes planes like kind of go off screen for a second or like they don't, they're not perfectly in line. But so much of it feels very alive. It feels very 80s. Um, mm-hmm. when it didn't have to be perfect all the time as well. And uh, they really did some of those things, though, and uh, it, it shows. Uh, for the most part, I think it, it really holds up. Yeah, I remember when I first rewatched this last year that I got a little bit lost in some of the, like, flight scenes. Like, right. when you see the exteriors of the jets and whatnot. I couldn't tell who was Maverick, who was Iceman, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I thought it held up a lot better this time, oh, like the, the third viewing, essentially. And uh, I didn't really have that problem. And then, like, when the MiGs come in, especially at the end when they're in the, like, fight. Right. Uh, it was, I mean, the, they fly such specific tiny black planes. Right, right, right. That it's easier to tell who's, so different. who's the American, who's this nondescript uh, foreign nation I know that's they never- flying around <laughs> up there, you know? <laughs> They never talk about that. That was one of the the military things. They they that scene that opening scene was supposed to take place off of Cuba, and then instead they were just like moved it to like the Indian Ocean. But mm-hmm. I'm always like, this is like you know Cold War time and stuff. And I'm like, but who are you fighting? And then they never mentioned it. It's just like these guys are bad. They have dark goggles on. You can never see their eyes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> they have a red star on their helmets. It's like, well, that kind of reminds me of Russia. It's like, well, it's not. It's, I, don't it's, even it's say really it. not. <laughs> Which is good because can you imagine at this day and age Russia being the bad guys and like pulling off like I can never imagine skeevy that. shit. Yeah, that know. wouldn't hold up at all. No. Oh, no wait, was... what happened? <laughs> and continues to? Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> good job, guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, man. Like, uh, like Charlie. Uh, what a babe, man. Oh like my that, goodness. That actress is, oh man, she's just checking so many boxes for me. She, mm-hmm. And the reveal. Uh, like after he crashes and burns at the bar with her mm-hmm. uh, and then he's at outdoor school the next day. Oh, yeah. Just like sitting there at his little little desk. And then she she walks up. You see the back of her calves and she's got the pantyhose with the wine going up the back. Hell of her yeah. Holy shit, man. Did that do it for you. That that really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reminds me of the um, like pinup girls. Right. That you would oh, see totally. like painted on the sides of planes and whatnot. Right. I think it's kind so of. Yeah, they're kind of nodding to that on, in a way. Yeah. Like World War mm-hmm. Two planes and stuff. Like yeah. Bombers. Yeah. But I like she, that she was good, man. so in charge and could handle her own the whole time. And it wasn't a a subordinate type of situation like you'd mentioned earlier. Um, it just like gave her her own um, her own thing that she has going on. Right. You know, like she, she wasn't. Own, yeah. Yeah. She wasn't fully dependent on him. Yeah. You know, and he seems kind of I don't know how old she was in that movie. Um, he was like 23, I think, when he filmed this. Um, or 20 he might have been 22 when he filmed it but he's like 23 ish in the movie um she looks like a slightly older woman to him Mm -hmm. and um but yeah she uh there's something about their chemistry and stuff that just like works so well she doesn't it never feels like she's not in on the game to me Mm -hmm. um she can hold her own with these types of guys you know i had read about a little bit this too like the the military thing in general of like you know uh promoting war or whatever um kind of felt like you know can kind of feel bad or whatever and then i had seen some things about how this also highlighted some like the sexual assault and sexual harassment of women in the military or military men 
in different spots uh, around the world and bothering civilian women and stuff. But um, when I watched this, I didn't really feel like like he's doing that much. That's really that bad. Mm-hmm. It, out of context, it might look that way. Like he he bugs her at a bar. He sings to her, like calls attention to her when she might not want it. And then he follows her into the women's restroom and is <laughs> like, we should fuck on this counter. Uh, but mm-hmm. she also plays around with that, right? Like she's like, "Do you want to? Did you think you were going to come in here? We're going to fuck on the floor." And he's like, "No, I thought you know this counter could hold our weight and everything." Um, and it feels like she's in on the joke, or she's she's flirting with him. You know, it didn't right. feel bad. I feel uh, I'm not a woman. I have never had to deal with that harassment like that, so I don't know. But um, in a way, for the '80s at least, and their chemistry and stuff, it it, it works. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I looked her up. She was born in '57. He was born in '63. So if he was like 23-ish, she was like 29-ish in this. So she is like slightly older, but um, Mm -hmm. I like their dynamic that way. He seems kind of like the young hotshot. She seems like the self-assured woman, you know, she can handle, you know, young hotshots. So yeah, she Um, can handle young hotshots. (laughs) (laughs) It's a phrase I never thought I'd say. (laughs) Sounds dirty. (laughs) Um. Well, I mean, there's the the scene later in the movie where um, he goes to her house. He like rides over there on a motorcycle. Classic Tom Cruise move oh, as well. Yeah. He's got to have a motorcycle and everything. He shows up in a Western. Give me a horse. <laughs> That's the motorcycle <laughs> of the whales. Um, but he like shows up to her house and he immediately is like, hey, do you mind if I take a shower? Oh, I love what that scene. Fucking set a balls on him to just like show up to some person's house essentially a stranger right like, hey i'm gonna get naked and most definitely masturbate in your right. your shower <laughs> is that cool? your conditioner she's <laughs> yeah. like no and i love it. she's like no i'm hungry yeah. we're gonna eat and then yeah. later on they have like their nice conversation and then they actually like reveal some things you know some emotional things about their mm-hmm. lives and whatever and his dad dying and blah 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 uh and then he's like all right i'm gonna go take a shower and i was like oh they're about to fuck and then he just drives away in a motorcycle. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this is when you could ask about to taking a shower. Once you've like yeah. established a relationship a little bit, you know, at least uh-huh. had, you know, snacks and wine together, <laughs> I suppose. But uh, yeah, then he just fucks off. That was just a bold move. I can't imagine doing that to someone like <laughs> oh I just know personally from work, you know, just like show up like, hey, v- number one. Can I ruin your toilet? And number two, I'm definitely going to need a shower after it. I need a shower afterwards. Look, (laughs) I ate some old chili. (laughs) It was room temperature. There's a, and what a hot American summer 10 years later, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a scene where, uh, I can't remember her name right now. A woman goes to someone's house and she's trying to like get in their house to like get secrets, whatever. And they're like, no, you can't come in. And she's like, I need your bathroom. And they're like, why? I need to take a bath. And they're like, all right, go ahead. Well, fuck. It was we'd, be, uh, we'd be downright Banks. impolite if we <laughs> right. declined that. It's Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. And it's Dax Shepard. And he's like, fine, go. You can take a bath. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. Yeah. Weird. She, she pulled a Tom Cruise, man. She did. She was cruising for some cruise, you know? Hey. Is it weird that his name is Tom Cruise, but he's in a movie about airplanes? I mean, he should be on. on like cruise ships, dude. Speed 2. Tom Cruise, Cruise control. control. Absolutely. <laughs> It's right there in the title. Can we talk about Goose? Absolutely, we can. Can we talk about good Duck? Duck Goose? Duck, Duck Goose, the yeah. The game? He should have um, ducked, and maybe he'd be alive instead oh, of hitting that canopy. Wow, that, <laughs> that was good, but it hurts. Duck! Duck Goose! <laughs> They're like, cut what? out of the script. <laughs> uh, Goose, first off, uh, even before his tragic death, um, yeah. I love him. I love Anthony Edwards. He has a good 
snappy kind of uh, comedy to him. You know, he's yeah. a good he's a good foil to um, Tom Cruise's like cockiness in this movie. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of the the straight guy to them, but also the funny one. I don't know. Like um, mm-hmm. I just like his his rapport with his wife, his kids, Tom Cruise. Like his whole he- his whole vibe in this movie is great. Yeah, he just feels comfortable in every scene he's in. Like right. he doesn't comfortable. Could even wear. though there's the the rivalry between uh, Maverick and Goose, and then Iceman and uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? I, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his his co-pilot's name. But like, yeah, even though there's a rivalry that. between them, there it's still like uh, we're gonna bust each other's balls, but we're not like intimidated to the point of like, oh, it's gonna rattle us while we're up there flying or whatever, right. you know. Slider? Slider. Oh, yeah. That's Iceman right. and Slider. Iceman and Slider, yeah. I feel like Slider. I feel like Slider is something you would do in a, a toilet, you know? <laughs> you like show up to Charlie's house, be like, hey, can I, can I, can I take a slider? Can I take a slider real quick? <laughs> it does sound gross. And uh, like, yeah. after he gets out of the bathroom, she's like, or he's like, wow, that really. That slider really got to me, but it's all out of my system right now. So uh, anyway, what are we having for dinner? She's like, tiny hamburgers. He's like, God damn it. I ruined this for myself. That's what I did. Uh, he's in tidy whities in one scene, too. And is, you can yeah. see the slider residue as well. So. <laughs> residue do. Yeah. Uh, that guy's not in many things. Uh, his name is no. Rick Rossovich. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know him for many things. I, Rick I should say. Bitch. Uh, oh, apparently he's in the Terminator. That's interesting. Uh, but he's in a, a movie called Roxanne uh, with uh, Steve Martin, uh, where Steve oh, Martin yeah. has a really long nose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, he's like the, the love interest. Uh, he's like helping out, whatever, in that. Um, but yeah, he's it's like pretty much those this movie and that movie is like all I know him from. But mm-hmm. he also holds his own. He has that scene in the, the volleyball scene where he just flexes his whole body. Yeah. And I, I really I've thought about it. Dicks are just not for me. I don't want to suck one. It's just not my thing. Some mm. dudes, though, super fucking attractive. I can definitely admit that. I told Amanda the other day, I was like, I don't know if it's all I want to be them or I want to be with them. Mm-hmm. But that whole volleyball scene works for me, man. And he, he's got it going on there. <laughs> yeah. There's a at the end of the movie where it has all the credits or whatever. It has like footage of the actors who play mm, mm-hmm. what is like anthony edwards as goose and then it goes through like all these different headshots it's usually them like sitting in a chair or the pilot seat or something like that with their helmets right. off but when it gets to rick rosevich <laughs> it's him like flexing that during the volleyball scene yeah it's like wow yeah <laughs> i guess if you, uh, if you have it go for yeah. it but uh, I, yeah the volleyball scene yeah. is so funny because uh Anthony Edwards, he's he's got like a, a a shirt with like the the sleeves torn off of it, mm. you know. It's like a t shirt with the the sleeves torn off, um, but otherwise he's in shorts. And then like some of the other actors are in shorts, bare chested or whatever. Tom Cruise bare chested, but full length denim jeans. What the fuck is that about? That's so I hot. don't know. And then and he like, puts a shirt back on afterwards, and then goes to her house. That's why he needs a shower. And it's yeah, just sounds sticky. And like Tom Cruise, you know, we've all heard that he's like a shorter fella. He's probably just like you know our size. You know, we're, we're maybe we're shorter fellows, but like, right. I, I wonder if those are like men's capris and he like puts them on and they're just like full <laughs> jeans, you know, I was hoping that he he's on Apple boxes the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And in that volleyball scene, they're just strapped to his feet and he's just clunkily <laughs> moving along in the sand <laughs> to, to maintain a height, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm very curious. Though. How tall are you, Brent? Uh, five, eight, I think. Are you really? I may have shrunk down to five, me? seven. I'm, t- I'm five, five ten. 
uh, oh, on a really? good day. Uh, Tom Cruise is 5'7", though, so you're right. <gasps> oh, my God. We could be buddies. We change clothes, you know? <laughs> I like the fact that you're similar heights. You're like, oh, we could be buddies. Yeah. Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah. I'm only allowed people yeah. my same height. <laughs> Tom, I, I have this Eltash shirt you can have. I was just <laughs> testing a testing it thing. That I, I don't buy my own merchandise. Uh, <laughs> of course, never do you know, that. I, I would never. But uh, you know, we got to make these sell some way. Um, well, let's see what else. What else? Uh, that's yeah, most uh, of my know, notes. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, you know, kind of reiterating what you were saying. Uh, Anthony Edwards, Meg Ryan. They're both very fun in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I haven't seen Maverick, but I don't know if there's like a a callback to. Anthony Edwards as Goose. I wonder because uh, or... Tom Cruise gets up to go sing with the kid, and I was like, "Are mm-hmm. are one of those kids like Miles Teller? Is it like Goose's kid? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any connections like that." Um, I've tried to stay away from a lot of spoilers from it, and I was even afraid to look people up on it that it was going to spoil some things when I looked up this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of connections to the past they'll, they'll bring up since he's a teacher <laughs> yeah. at that school, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like that that part of the the ending of the movie where he's not going to go off to be like this great fighter jet pilot or whatever. Right. He wants to be an instructor. You know, I there's something about that being the the lesson he takes away from it that mm-hmm. um, is really enjoyable. You know, it's it's like and I didn't he, remember that. Did you remember yeah. that? Uh, only because I watched the movie like a year like ago. A year ago. That, that's I, the only I was, reason. I I thought the new movie was going to be like, oh, he came back to the school years later after being a successful pilot for a long time i didn't mm-hmm. realize like oh they literally set this up right away i, I didn't realize that's how yeah. this movie ended he's going to be an instructor there i was like oh well then he's just been stuck stuck around there like that's cool yeah yeah interesting yeah i also uh, was trying mm-hmm. 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 i was just gonna say he, he kept his sunglasses the whole time oh well he had the same to. ones yeah the, the aviators look good too it's fucking sexy man oh my god something they, about it they're they're incredible it's, it's like a uh uh, a style that never goes out of style right know? yeah um i was gonna say that i'm curious i i'm i'm obsessed sometimes with ages uh, of different people in movies or their characters in movies and then like especially if there's like a long sequel after the fact because uh tom cruise is famously stayed young looking mm-hmm. um for all these time maybe scientology has some good points to it <laughs> hmm. but uh tom scarrett in yeah. this movie is like you know the the big instructor and he's been there for a lot of years and stuff and I'm fairly certain that Tom Cruise is very much older than Tom Skerritt was in this movie. And he looks way younger than Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt looks like mm-hmm. uh, an older dude, not old, but like an older dude, distinguished, yeah. mm-hmm. gray haired. And I was like, Tom Cruise does not look anything like that. He still looks he's fucking like 39. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'm pretty sure he's in like his 60s now. And Tom Skerritt was like in his 50s in this movie. So. Uh, that'll yeah. be interesting watching the next one and trying to, you know, to see that. So, well, I guess when you squeeze out all the thetans from your pores, uh, <laughs> you know, you go get that meter check and then uh, you're like, oh, I got some got some extra thetans in there. Maybe oh. that helps you to maintain your your youth. You know, that seems to be like that seems to work. You know, uh, Zenu said it would be OK. So, Can't argue with know. that. Absolutely. I said we, we were watching it last night. I was like, good God, Tom Cruise. And I was like, wait, good. What is it? And Amanda was like, Zenu. And I was like, good Zenu. Tom Cruise is still attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. So we have Carl. He has Zenu. It's all right. Everybody's got hey, their own religions. Absolutely. Speaking of religion, this doesn't dovetail into it at all. But I do want to talk about the Excellent. sex scene in the movie where uh, they be fucking 
Um, mm-hmm. It is a very tonguey yes. like, sex scene. Way it's, too much tongue, man. It's 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 uncomfortable it because is. like when you watch a sex scene silhouette. in a movie, maybe it's just me. But when I watch a sex scene in the movie, um, I can my brain immediately goes to, oh, I wonder how the actors felt during this. Right. Because you've got like a whole crew of people around you, you know, sometimes they close off the set to just like mm-hmm. specific people to be there. But um, in a case like this. Did he did he like pre-plan the tongue? I feel like that would be a conversation you would have to have right. ahead of time, you know, like um, yes to tongue, no butthole stuff. Um, <laughs> if we want to work in the uh, perineum, OK, maybe, you know, it's not on screen, but it's going to it's going to show on our faces. It's going to show up. Yeah, really is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like a, a newer thing, at least that I've heard about um, is like uh, I'm not sure they call them but like a, a sex coordinator for, for film yeah. sets, you know, where mm-hmm. they like try to, to work all those issues out. Mm-hmm. But in, in the eighties, I bet it was just kind of like, they just went at it one, one afternoon and yeah. then filmed a bunch of it. Uh, but a man and I both remarked about that. There's something really uncomfortable about watching people French kiss to me. Um, especially if they do it with a lot of like outward tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do that. And then later on, they also kiss and it's, he starts again with his tongue. It's not as yeah. like up in your face. Mm-hmm. And then they do like a really big mouth together and it felt really uncomfortable like they hadn't talked about it and like she didn't know what was happening like like you can be awkward kissing someone sometimes it Mm. felt like they're supposed to be in love but it was like awkward um yeah yeah it's awkward to watch though it's like at the end of the movie where charlie comes in like she cues up um you've lost that loving feeling Mm -hmm. on the jukebox and then he walks into the other room and and leans on it she comes around the corner and they lock eyes i wanted there to be a shot of him just like opening his mouth up and his tongue just sticking directly out and they're like walking like 18 steps directly to her you know uh speaking of um yeah. i also was a big fan young uh young fan of hot shots and hard shots part deux, um which were uh skewering these movies with charlie sheen do you remember That's those right, movies yeah. coming up yeah uh i i realized watching this one because that seems like i mentioned that because that seems like a scene that would be in hot shots and i wonder I haven't seen either of those in forever. I'm not really into that type of uh, parody humor that much, like scary mm-hmm. movie to screen. I'm, not, I'm never into those. Um, that type of thing can kind of work sometimes. Charlie Sheen also is kind of a, a douchebag, and so I don't really watch a ton of stuff with him anymore. Why? What happened? <laughs> um, and yeah, but I wonder... Uh, I wonder if some of my my I wonder if my brain has kind of uh, melded those two together in some way, and mm-hmm. I'm remembering some things from each movie. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm curious to maybe tackle those again soon. We'll see. Yeah, I don't Boy, know about time. Those yeah, there's something about like spoof movies where you're like, is it worth going back to watch <laughs> right. those? Like, I cannot imagine <laughs> that like the humor holds up I like I, I feel like they're gonna deviate to some like problematic territory more Probably. often than not you know so i'm just like liked it more maybe than yeah. older me would, would anyway and then on top of that you have some some humor that didn't age well yeah um that's intriguing but maybe i'll watch a trailer that's what trailers are good for man. oh my god there you go yeah you get best of both worlds yeah if you watch the trailer and are like nope this is it for me then that's you've got your answer you've right. saved yourself it helps an extra 90 minutes or i might be like oh i remember that i remember that i remember that sometimes mm-hmm. that that spurs me on to watch it fully and be like at least at least revisit it and maybe it'll be like it'll tickle some memories you know yeah so. is it streaming anywhere nope okay never mind yeah, that also helps <laughs> <laughs> that's a big nope a lot <laughs> 
um what what did you think i know we kind of briefly touched on this but the uh, goose's death uh, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that it, it takes place like over halfway through the movie right um but what what do you think uh definitely tragic i think the way it's filmed as well is is very sad um i also again it's one of those things i forgot how this movie really plays out i didn't realize it was like a training session i didn't realize mm-hmm. it wasn't like a real combat it seems almost more tragic that he just died for no reason you yeah. know mm-hmm. um and then the way i do like how this movie kind of touches on it's not really great uh fully about like exploring like ptsd or anything um yeah. but they do touch on that and like tom scarrett has that conversation with him where he's like you know it, it happened to me and like the first one you feel like you he says the line it's like the first one that dies you feel like you die with them mm-hmm. and then it'll happen again it's just the nature of the beast and um it felt like they were really trying like they tried to get him back up they tried to give him some space i actually felt like it was it was handled better than i expected it would be in this mm-hmm. era with this macho men sort of you know vibe to it but um i actually thought it was it was better and then uh it was still just so fucking tragic especially after you've seen this is one of those things i'm saying with hot shots mm-hmm. when i it's so sad to see meg ryan be so sad about goose and she's trying to be like really sweet <laughs> yeah. about it in my head i remember that charlie sheen is like i i scraped up enough money here's here's like it's all the money i have it's a thousand dollars it's it's all the it's everything i have and she's like oh great i want a million dollars from the government this will really help too though (laughs) and i kept waiting in this movie i kept waiting for him to give her money and i didn't know why and it was because of that i realized later it's because of that scene so they do they do have some crossover for me uh, Uh, i love you man I, I love the uh, relationship between Maverick and Goose. They just feel like old friends. I right. don't know when they met, but it I just know. seems like they are so in sync with each other that um, nothing can go wrong when they're together. Um, you know, the, the bar scene at the beginning, uh, he just said, uh, it looks like she's lost that loving feeling. And like Goose immediately knew what that meant. And he knew to right. be his wingman uh, and, and back him up and everything. Um, and then we see his family get introduced. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, I know where this is going. They're gonna make me feel bad for. Oh, yeah, you know, he's got a whole, he's got a wife, he's got a kid, you know, all yeah. this stuff. And uh, he's the, I just, the only family we meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Maverick is a, a bit of a pussy hound, but uh, um, you know, Goose is he's like a, a family man, but they still meet on on a level where they're like you know good good partners right. overall. And uh, yeah, man, I just. Every time I, I watch this movie, I'm just like, God, I don't want Goose to die. But like, I, know. I know that's part of it. That's like that's one of the the only things that rattles Maverick is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is his co-pilot right. uh, dying. By the way, what what do they do in there? Like, is, is Maverick the he's the one that's like guiding the plane and like flying it right? I don't quite understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's even like a name for it. I was looking it up online. They, it's like three letters or whatever um but i was like i don't know what they stand for there's mm-hmm. a lot of jargon in this movie i think you just kind of you're supposed to just like brush past or whatever mm-hmm. um it's uh oh it's called rio rio a radar intercept officer so i think he's kind oh. of like the guy who's helping him figure out where they are and where people are around them mm-hmm. um it's just to have like another buddy there i guess i always mm-hmm. thought it was kind of more like one guy was flying one guy was shooting but it's definitely like tom cruise is the one shooting <laughs> yeah too so yeah it's like he's just uh the guy like helping him in the back i guess that that was my thought as well as like whoever's up front does the the flying directs mm-hmm. the plane and then the person behind them has the availability to like lock the guns on whomever that's what and, i thought yeah that, you know but no i i guess that's not the case or at least it wasn't 
uh, for this movie? Yeah, I, I'm trying to look it up. There's like uh, everything with the military on Wikipedia is like they're the longest articles and it's full of jargon. And I'm just like, uh, what? Who now? But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just all black or redacted <laughs> bars, you know? <laughs> yeah, I did have to look up too. They have that thing about the oh, it's like the hard line or the whatever that like uh, they they break the line um a major rule of engagement they go below ten thousand feet uh and they call it something like the hard line or something like that and i was like what does that mean though like why can't he go mm. below a certain thing and essentially it's like it's usually at five thousand feet but it's it's like if you had a problem that's like the the minimum you could eject and be safe and then oh. for training purposes they might say it's at a higher level and it, it simulates the ground so essentially when he hit that he died that's like in their training he dies he hits the ground so oh. you're not supposed to grow up at that level. Um, but they were like, this movie is not really that accurate anyway. It's more, mm -hmm. you know, for us norm normies, uh, you know, civvies here um, who don't understand really what it's like to be up in the air. And it, it, it looks good and it works, you know, but it's yeah. not really realistic. So mm -hmm. um, which I don't expect it to be. But I am. That's another one. I'm curious from what I've heard about the new one and the way they film things. They they try to make it a little more realistic. And I'm curious how that's going to play out as well. So I'm just really looking forward to that new one, basically, at this point. Same, same. This one popped um, me up. <laughs> I've got uh, one final note here, which is regarding the the commander in the tower. Um, oh, yeah. Like they, they run that one mission and then um, afterward Maverick radios in and says, hey, permission to buzz the tower. And the commander is like, no, don't do that shit, bitch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> over. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Maverick does it anyway, and the the commander like spills coffee all over himself, you know. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he ends up chewing out both Maverick and Goose because of that. And it's like he buzz my tower, and then he like walks out of his own office, oh, yeah. and a guy is like walking <laughs> through there with a tray of coffees, and the commander runs into him, gets coffee all over himself. So it happens twice. But Stephen, rule of three in comedies, right? Oh. So at the very end of the movie, mm -hmm. you're right. Maverick radios in again, permission to buzz the tower nah bitch over and then uh the guy gets handed off screen but you see like the cameraman's forearm reach into the the panel and fucking hand him uh open cup of coffee and then sure enough tower gets buzzed and he spills coffee on himself again it's like yep. honestly that's on the commander right you know fool me once shame on he me you should have a lid fool me, fool me twice <laughs> you can't fool me again you know i also feel like they they did some reshoots in this movie um uh which we know about like in the scene in the elevator when she when charlie's wearing a hat it's because mm -hmm. she had already started filming a new movie and she had brown hair and so they had to put her hair oh, in a hat interesting. uh but i i hope that somebody that i hope they did two that first and that last flyby scene and they're like no we need we need another one in the middle to make this last one really the rule of three we need to make it worth it let's put, let's mm -hmm. insert a scene where he just walking and hits a guy <laughs> with a tray full of coffee you know <laughs> I hope that was like a reshoot. Yeah. <laughs> they had to put it in. Oh, man. It's like twice as funny. You got me. Okay, you, we're you there. Got it. We're there. <laughs> I think we can get to a third one, you know? And we take that third one and we make it the second one. Here's what I'm thinking. What they think? have like a whole like PowerPoint presentation. Right. About coffee We give a nerd with a bunch of coffee cups, right? <laughs> Stick with me. Man, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that was, uh, was a blast. That's all your notes then? That that was everything. That's yeah. It. All right. So final yeah. thoughts. I think we both loved it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, this movie definitely holds up. Yeah. Uh, more than I expected it to. I know. Um, there's not really anything like super problematic in it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's just like a fun movie to watch. You don't really have to think too hard, right. About it. 
Um, but it's not as dumb as some action movies of the yes. day, I think, right? Yeah. Um, I did see this was, uh, it wasn't like, everybody kind of liked it when it came out. It was a huge hit for people, but it, critically, I think it was like, okay. It seemed like middle of the road, like Ebert said, the scenes in the air are really compelling, but like the dialogue scenes, like the quieter scenes are not that great. And I was like, I totally disagree. I think they really hold up. I think the chemistry between him, he and goose, he and Iceman, he and Charlie, like, I think it all works really well. Um, and there are some, like you said, it's like, for the most part, it, it, it really holds up. Um, and I, I did see it was voted by somebody's list as like 495 on the top 500 movies of all time. And I don't know that I agree wow. with that. <laughs> But I would say it is one of my favorite 80s movies that has, you know, stood the test of time. And uh, and for both of us, not really looking forward to that sequel. And at this point, I think we are super looking forward to it. So uh, and by all accounts, I've heard it's better um, than this one. So, wow, I know uh, I'm trying to hold my, you know, temper my expectations a little bit. But so far, uh, I'm pretty pumped for it. So. What if on that list it was like 496 Citizen Kane, 495 <laughs> fucking Top Gun, Top bitch. Gun. <laughs> 494, <laughs> The Mask, Jim Carrey. You're like, what? Who made this list? I thought somebody was going to stop him. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, next week we're going to be talking about Top Gun Maverick. Right on. Um, so check that out. That's streaming on Paramount Plus here in the States. Who knows where outside of the U.S.? Uh, honestly, we, we, we can't control that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. use the Just Watch app. Hopefully it's available in your territory. Look that shit up. It's good. Right. Very absolutely. Helpful. Yeah, it does help. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, as usual, you can rate and review us in your favorite podcast apps. All the info to contact us is in the show notes. And um, yeah, tell your friends. I was like, I don't have it written down anymore. I really got lost. <laughs> yeah, I've been pretty good about it lately. Tell your friends so more people can find us. And uh, Please, it seems yeah. like we've gotten some more listeners, which mm-hmm. uh, welcome to the show. And I uh, hope you stick around for the outtakes. And that'll be the last episode for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Welcome to the new listeners. <laughs> Goodbye to the old ones. You know, cash in, cash out. You That's know? right. We're changing the whole format. Absolutely. Uh, from here on out, it's just <laughs> fucking uh, guns and ammo discussion, you know? <laughs> totally our bag, yeah. But yeah, put on your camo. We're going blammo. Uh-oh. New tagline. Uh, by the way, uh, quick applause to uh, Hollywood Cinema for not immediately putting out a sequel to Top Gun back in the day Can't called Bottom Gun. That's about <laughs> submarines. <laughs> Seems like that. No, but wait. <laughs> I love that because Tony Scott ended up directing Crimson Tide. Oh, really? Nine years later. And wow. I wish and Crimson Tide, okay title, but Bottom Gun? Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Top Gun. Right? Bottom Gun. And then like Middle Gun would be like a Lord of the Rings-esque. <laughs> Mid-sized sedan gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Man, that's so funny. Um mm-hmm. He, and actually, I'm not a huge Tony Scott fan, by the way. I don't know if you are, but um, uh, uh, here and there, I like some movies. He did Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise in 1990. I like that one. Crimson Tide's a pretty rad movie. True Romance, pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Enemy of the State. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, kind of the, in the early 2000s, it was hit or miss and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, And then, unfortunately, um, he, he passed away. He uh, committed suicide in 2012. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Uh, Ridley yeah. Scott, his brother uh also amazing director you know did alien and blade runner and shit um but i was reading about that i, I kind of had to with with reading about top gun it led, led me to tony scott i didn't really remember much about it but uh pretty sad it seemed like he had cancer and um 
kind of decided to, to end it there, I guess. But damn, um, he, he put out a lot of good stuff for a long time. So thank you, Mr. Tony Scott, for, for putting this movie out and, and helping us enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. What a fucking great movie. Uh, yeah. So, uh, downer note, sorry at the end, I just remember that, <laughs> threw it out there, but, uh, and I already said all the other things, so I have nothing else to say, but. Don't worry, uh, we talk about buttholes in the outtakes, so, yeah, yeah, you we'll know. Yeah, so. yeah, we 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 recover. Yeah, we recover. Um, It'll be fine. But yeah, come back next week, we'll return for, uh, Top Gun Maverick, which we're really looking forward to, mm-hmm. and, uh, as usual, uh, Brent, it was a blast talking to you today, man. Oh, absolutely. I had a blast talking to you about this movie. Looking forward to the next one very much. Excellent. Uh, All right. Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. If this movie was bad, do you think the headline for the movie review would be like, Top Gun is a flop, hun? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, cool. (laughs) I just want to make sure. One, two, three, record. Oh, yeah, there it goes, baby. It's recording, dude. Oh, man, I'm so glad to talk to you today, huh? Oh, my God, dude. Can't even wait. (laughs) I can't wait to talk to you. You know what I love about you? Was is that if you look at you full on, your uh-huh. nipples are so large, it looks like you're just looking at straight on at a Jeep. <laughs> That's true. That's and true. And your That's abs a- are just lined straight down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes I like to just carve a little slits in between to, to be the grill, you know? Oh, you know yeah, how rappers you- are talking about having grills? I'm like, unless you've taken a fork to your chest, dude, you don't even know. It's your grill gills. That's it's, it's how you can swim underwater. Thank you. I've been saying it for years. It's, you've, been, you've been saying it to me for years, and I just wanted everybody to know about it. Well, I think that half the problem is I'd be saying it underwater, <laughs> and people are like, dude, I can't even understand what you're saying. And I'm like, I can't even understand what you're saying. It's weird. Of course, you're really talented at speaking underwater voice. <laughs> Did not uh, even know I could do that. It was really good. I can totally understand what you're saying. I'm sorry. To the water <laughs> Hey, you know what I heard the other day? What's I don't that? know if this is true. It's probably Sheep. not because I heard it on the internet. Kinda. Yeah. I uh, I saw the voice for Donald Duck oh my started God. by a guy trying to do a voice for a goat in a cartoon. Wow. And then Disney heard it and said, no, that's like a duck. And I was like, I listened back to it and I was like, how the fuck is this a goat? This is clearly <laughs> a duck. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Obviously a mm-hmm. duck. So weird. He was doing it with the, he, he talked about, I've never, I can kind of do like, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. I can't make any words with it though. It just sounds like an angry, I can do the angry Donald, you know? And then he says it, it's like you're expelling air out the side of your mouth, like by your Mm -hmm. teeth. Uh, I can feel it. I don't know. I've never had to describe that, but uh, he said it and he was like, yeah, you know, like a goat. And I was like, again, no. (laughs) <laughs> goats don't talk ducks do we all know this goats eat tin cans <laughs> and then, goats eat tin cans yeah that's that's always a, a thing like in cartoons mm-hmm. goats will eat tin cans like oh i think you said goatsy goatsy yeah that's he eats tin cans with his black oh, hole asshole the, yeah uh, black hole asshole <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't know this but uh goatsy had a very famous cameo in the movie interstellar at the very end oh, you know really? spoilers but yeah that's goatsy that's goatsy's work you know wow uh-huh when they when they're going around the edge <laughs> getting sucked into the abyss yeah and there's a there's a blinding flash of light 
yeah as you get across the the threshold wow the, uh there are two famous pop songs one by lady gaga one by the weekend uh mm-hmm. lady gaga has uh i'm on the edge of glory that uh-huh, song is sure. about that and then okay. also uh <laughs> sure. blinding lights by uh the weekend is uh it's about goatsy's butthole in an interstellar <laughs> Do you think that a lot of other podcasts talk about Goatsy as much as we talk about Goatsy? I don't think other podcasts are as brave mm. and uh, daring as we are to sure. almost consistently ruin people's breakfast by discussing <laughs> Goatsy on the podcast. I think I'm obsessed with it because I think we've mentioned this before. There's there's a photo that went around years ago, an early internet photo of it's supposed to be God's hands opening the clouds and there's like light coming through have you seen this no and it's like someone it's just like clouds but someone it's like it's like god opening up this portal and people are like no it's a photoshopped thing of goatee's butthole in the clouds (laughs) but it went around christian circles like whenever i was a christian christian circles yeah (laughs) (laughs) it went around as like a you know oh it's god and then and then i found out so many years later that it was a giant stretched asshole and it was just oh, one of those great. moments where i was like yeah this is why i'm an atheist yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was so encompassing of my my trajectory my 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 journey you know well uh that's like the painting of the sistine chapel where god is reaching his finger out to touch i guess adam's finger or whatever really he's just like no no no, turn around i'm gonna touch your butthole <laughs> he was just yeah yeah <laughs> he had just licked it yeah it was either the ear or the butthole but i, th- he I was think- definitely uh I think that's supposed to be an illustration of God forgetting to install one. And so uh, Adam is like reaching out as well. And he's that like, no, sense. no, no. I need you to turn around. I need you yeah. pointing at him. Oh. I need you to turn around because I need right. to shove my finger up where I need to make a butthole, essentially. Because he was like a cone head. He just had like no. He did like a, a slit first. <laughs> yeah. And then he, the hole. Yeah, the those two knobs on right. top of his ass cheeks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, get rid of those. That, yeah. was, a, that was a first gen. That, yeah. A second gen. <laughs> yeah. We need to do this V2. Is, yeah. This is the photo I was mentioning, Brent. Uh, oh, wow. Have wow. you ever seen that before? I've never seen it. Uh, I kind of regret seeing it right now, but obviously cloud. we need to put that on our social media. So if you could send that to me. Yeah, uh, I certainly will. Um, it's beautiful. It doesn't look, that's the thing. It's just, it's more, it's not a dark hole. It's a light hole. It's like God mm-hmm. is opening the clouds to show sunshine. Mm-hmm. Much like Goatsy was trying to show the sun, sunshine in us all you know exactly yeah yeah um -hmm. but yeah i didn't know at the time that that was what it was and so i was like yeah this is proof of god right there (laughs) that's it 100 (laughs) percent because it looks it's a pretty uh fuzzy photo so it's you can't i couldn't tell it's like photoshopped uh i don't know if it's i don't know i don't know what it would look like before it looks fairly real in the sense that clouds look like a lot of things because our brains you know want to see patterns and things sure yeah so i was like i totally bought that that it could be real not that it necessarily had to be god but mm-hmm. i certainly didn't see a butthole yeah at the time but i do now obviously like how can you not and that's all beautiful. i see yeah <laughs> it's beautiful <laughs> what, a, what a thing to go to a psychiatrist for you know it's like uh doctor i uh Everywhere I look, I see buttholes. <laughs> I'm sure that affects somebody, though. Yeah, yeah. That's sad. You know how people have that Butthole phobia mania. of um, seeing, uh, what's it? It's like porous services or something like that, hmm. like Mm-mm. like a honeycomb or whatever. Like it's uh-huh. a it's a real thing. I can't remember okay. the name of it, but it's people don't like it or sponges, anything that's porous mm. like that. People are skeeved out hmm. by it. So I was imagining that on a different level. Uh, some might say a stupid one where it's just like 
<laughs> they look like little buttholes to me. Little wiggy Every buttholes. sponge is just full of buttholes. <laughs> Spongy butthole? Spongy butthole. Is that, a, is that a sink word we could use? Oh, who lives in a pineapple <laughs> under the sea? Spongy butthole. Man, now I'm picturing... You know, like when you you have like a sponge full of soap and you wring it out and it comes <laughs> yeah. out of every hole. Yeah, I just that I see it way differently now. You're Maybe right. it's one of those things where people can't uh, see the differences in, in certain things. Like, um, like you've said before that you can't really tell the difference between the word crown and crayon. Like they both mm. essentially sound the same to you. The same to me, right? right. So, what if it was the the case where uh, someone couldn't tell the difference between like a sponge and a butthole. And that sounds they, dangerous. I mean, they're like, every time I need to clean my sink, I have to go to the sex toy store, <laughs> buy a new sponge. It's like, well, oh, I think that's, ew. yeah. A sex sponge. Sex sponge, yeah. I bet mm-hmm. that exists too. Let's look that up. Sex sponge. <laughs> <laughs> in, in terms of cleaning or, uh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have heard of this. Have you, this is a new company, Dripstick. You heard of that? <laughs> what, Dripstick, wow. <laughs> what a great name for a sex toy company. You, have you heard of Dripstick yet? No. This is, I, I, so I, I go on the, I'm on Reddit a lot. I go on the, the sex it boards, the, the sex um, subreddit on there, and this mm. has come up before. Um, this is for, uh, <laughs> sometimes I can't believe the stuff we put out here. Yeah. A Dripstick is a real product. It is uh, essentially like a tampon that you put in to soak up the cum. <laughs> In your vagina, you know, because oh like it God. leaks out for like a long time. In my vagina? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, a butthole too, I guess. I'm tired of way. the government trying to get up in my vagina. <laughs> Stay out of there. It's a post-sex cleanup sponge, as they list it right here. Oh. Uh, and it's a, it's a real thing. This is on awkwardessentials.com. That's a good website. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a real thing. It's, it's supposed to be... Uh, there's stories a lot on like Reddit and stuff where people are like, so I had sex with my husband. We don't use condoms, you know, very, but whatever. And then I went to Lowe's and then I feel it coming down my leg. <laughs> oh my God. Oh <laughs> Which, God. Yeah. Sounds extremely gross. But, yeah. uh, so people are like, oh, there's this thing. It's definitely, uh, a real product. Wow. It's like, yeah. uh, it looks like, uh, if you were to take the cap off of a mascara, uh, right. bottle or whatever it would have right. that brush dipping down that's what uh-huh. it looks like it does so what do you do yeah. is it like a, a one-time use thing it's uh yeah essentially oh here we- <laughs> dude the we, listeners I just heard you see see i don't know how i don't know how to, to download a gif from a website that's not like you know giphy or whatever uh-huh. this is the uh gif to show how to use this oh wow that is a twinkie Okay. That they put extra cream in and then shove this thing inside. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Huh. So that's how it works. Basically, you could imagine that. So, uh, yeah. Sex sponge? <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. I'm full. <laughs> I really wanted a Twinkie, but I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> really changes the whole whole look of that when you think about it that's wild like i wonder does it come with refills or like is one of those Uh, one of those things like i i have uh, a pack (laughs) that's a day's worth um (laughs) 
like I, I subscribe to Dollar Shave Club. You know, they've got the, oh, yeah. the the shaving handles, and you clip a razor onto them. You shave, and then you like toss away the the head because it's disposable. Is it the mm. same thing where you like shove it up your coos <laughs> and then like pull it out and then like the click a button? Is- <laughs> They have those like for cleaning toilets, you know, you have like a, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a reusable or like reusable stick, but the sponge is like clickable like that. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is the same thing. Yeah. That seems sanitary, right? I, Dishwasher yeah. safe. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they say about uh, uh, the flashlight? You could like throw it in the dishwasher or I whatever. Think, yeah. A lot of sex toys, actually, um, I think are dishwasher safe. You know, that's a good way to clean them. I remember back in the day when I was little, uh, I had a, a baseball cap I would wear and then it would get dirty and my mom would right. say, well, let's throw it in the dishwasher. And she had this little like plastic thing yeah. that she like, it was like molded to a baseball cap to a hat. so it wouldn't right, lose right. its shape. And she would put it in there. And even as a child, I was like, this doesn't seem right to me. This seems <laughs> weird. So I can only imagine like throwing like a, a cum infused... <laughs> Like packaging inside a dishwasher like that, you know? Yeah. That'd be weird. Well, I imagine, too, because it's just like the stick. So I'm like, I guess it goes with the silverware, you know? I guess so, yeah. Because it's staying straight up that way, Uh which is nice. Yeah. Um, I I didn't like that either. I had a friend who had one of those hat things. I I didn't understand the dishwasher. Like, why that? Why can't I just throw that in the washer then? Yeah, yeah. You know, with other things that are, you know, of the same ilk. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. It seems kind of weird. It's like... Uh, especially with a hat my hats get disgusting especially if i need to wash it mm-hmm. it has gotten so sweaty and dirty and gross um my, my plates have just had food on them they're probably like disgusted by me you know <laughs> i would be um do you think if you threw one of those uh sex sponges in with the the cutlery and then um you let it let it cycle through you took it out um do you think you could pull a knife out of there and be like oh this knife is pre-buttered do you think from mm-hmm. From all the, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. All nope. the, <laughs> the spread. Well, I just feel like if something is like infused with it, you know, it's, it's going to get that all over everything. Inf- you throw away the infused part, though, the spongy part. I don't know, Stephen. keep the stick. That seems wasteful to me, you know? You don't like to waste things. Like, I don't I like to waste get things. three uses out of that. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel about toilet paper, <laughs> Kleenexes, all of that stuff, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, man, it's yeah. two ply. You got two uses out of it, you know? That's true. Yeah. I suppose. But, Sometimes um, I like to go in the backyard and, and clip my uh, used toilet paper onto the clothesline, you know? Oh, you let it air out? Yeah. I mean, it's my neighbor's clothesline, but, you know, it's there. Right. I assume it's for a communal use. Exactly. It's so disheartening to me that they make me hop the fence every time, but it's like, well, it's, it's got to be done. It's weird because they call it a privacy fence, but clearly that is meant for community use. So I don't know why they do that, but they, they give you those those nice ladder steps up the up the fence, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. It's only on my side, but and also right. if they want privacy, how come they let me crawl up on my house and use binoculars to peer into their backyard and then like their windows exactly. and stuff? I was like, if they didn't want that, yeah, you guys are fucking weird. These neighbors, you know? I know, right? Can't live with them. Can't live across <laughs> from them without them freaking out over all of your. <laughs> skeevy shit that you've tried to pull off it was disheartening really you're a good neighbor that's state that's farm the is truth. there you know that's what yeah. i say <laughs> all right so uh sync with sex sponge let's do it let's do it Whew. wow we got there we got there you know like before oh. we started recording we were like uh do anything for the outtakes <laughs> no we'll just be us our way through it. it and it, this is where it gets to you know this is the problem yeah 
it's gonna get when we get together it's gonna get cummy you know yeah that's just hey when you and i get together that's how the that's how the world works things get cummy (laughs) check the forecast this morning looks like it's gonna get cummy today wrap an umbrella (laughs) storms are brewing in the loins all right so we'll sync with Uh. sex sponge on three Mm-hmm. One, two, three, six sex sponge. Oh, wow. Yours is really gross. That really, once people see what this thing looks like, that'll be the voice for it mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 100%. 100. Uh, I'm still going uh-huh. back to you just being like, my vagina. <laughs> Record. Okay. Here we go. And yeah. let's resync with sex sponge, was it? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. We haven't had to resync in a while. I believe the sick word was sex sponge. <laughs> Are you gonna do it dirty again? Uh, I think I did like a. I think I did like a very, like sad, like pathetic oh, okay. type of oh, okay. thing earlier. So I thought it was soft yeah, I can, and sexy, but okay. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> soft and sexy. If that impresses sponge. you, hey. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's resync uh, with sex sponge on three, one, two, three. Sex, sex sponge. sponge. Oh. Wunderbar. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay.